Hello, beautiful people. It is Feel Good Friday, February 25th, 2022, and this dumbass show shall begin right now. Really catching up after the week off that we had. It is fantastic to be here. Thank you all for watching at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. Big day, big day. We got a $58,000 giveaway. Oh, That's right. Yesterday we announced we'd have a feel good Friday giveaway. We didn't know how to determine the amount of money we'd give away. So we decided that whatever percentage hammer Don went last night is the amount of thousands we'd give away. They won 58%. How about that, huh? At Tone Diggs and at Bubba Gumpino and PMI Mitt, you know, came through in a beautiful fashion. Uh, 58%, not bad. Not I mean, bad. it's above average, obviously, oh, yeah. in the gambling world. 53 is what you need to win. Bingo. So there we go. 5% Boom. higher. Here we go. We go five points higher than the average. He's house <laughs> in a suit would say that. Uh, but boy, that could have got ugly. I, I mean, I, we made the announcement. We made the decision. We, we put it out there. And now their results are determining how happy you know fans in yeah. a giveaway is. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And we've been saying for like a year now at this point, hey, this dude, this group wins somehow. Mm -hmm. They do all the things you're not supposed to do to the gambling gods. Mm -hmm. They get on microphones and they project loud as they can, screaming at the top of their lungs at Radio Row. Yeah, yeah. that's right. With yeah. cowboy hats Howling. on and such. <laughs> this is what we're betting on tonight. And they've been winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. And then all of a sudden we do a Feel Good Friday giveaway depending upon how they do. What if we would only been able to give away like 10000 Oh, <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. Oh, no. my God. I might have had to end the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would, would not have been good. Happy you guys are above the 53% standpoint, but also would have been sweet to go 80. Would have been pricey for the company. I appreciate you guys not doing that. You're welcome. You know what I mean? I appreciate you guys yeah. looking out for the good of the company there. 58 seems right. We're going to give away 50. You're like, you know what? We'll be the heroes. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll raise it 8,000. Right. Wow. So we'll announce that giveaway at some point today. We can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, the talks table is... Uh, always looking fresh and fantastic. Uh, at Boston Connor, obviously, with a smack. Done! I uh, head there tonight. First time in like three, four weeks. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah. Where's uh, it at? Hershey, Pennsylvania, dude. Here, here we, we go. go. The home of Christian Pulisic. And yeah, that's right. Hershey. And in general, chocolate. Yeah. yeah. The squirts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Pretty sweet. So Should be a blast. There's going to be a lot of folks there, I think. You know, I don't know how far of a drive that is from Pittsburgh. I think some people are making the trip. I think Ooh. there's some other stuff. Should be a fun night. Great to be back. Thank you for wearing that shirt. Malt looks fantastic. But let's talk about the fucking fashion icon. Yeah. <laughs> sitting next to you right now. <laughs> Ty Schmidt, obviously in the all denim today. Mm -hmm. Rocking the boot Nikes. Uh, yeah. What is the big occasion? The John Deere shirt only comes out for big time things. Yeah, what is it today? You know, I was flipping through the internet last night and i saw a uh, a nice nice deer product that i was thinking about you know maybe buying because i got some some work i'm gonna have to do in my backyard here so i was you know just going through looking at gator prices wow. and just kind of reminding myself you know that nothing runs like a deer I, I opened my closet up this morning i said fuck it you know times like these you know, nothing runs like a deer. Nothing's as reliable as a deer. I got to put the deer jacket on. Ty has to have that. a Good side move. deal with the deer, right? <laughs> I, I wish. Mean, that promo I that wish. he just got right there, he just got a free uh, a free zero turn probably. Oh. If I, oh, is that what it looks like? No, for? no, I'd love, I'd love one. I'd love one. Or a gator, That's you know the end what I mean? Game. That's the end game. But yeah, just, uh, you know, when, when times call for it, when times get tough, this thing kind of <laughs> It somehow peep, peeps out a little bit more. Yeah. I said, "Fuck it, give me the deer, give me the deer sweater. I'm going today." 
You look amazing. Thank you. Normally you wear sweats and like mm-hmm. you dress like a jackass. Mm-hmm. Sweatshirt. Normally, yeah. Normally you dress like a 15-year-old going to a high school class mm-hmm. or maybe a college kid. You like to be comfortable and it doesn't matter because that brain and the mouth are so good. You can dress however the hell you want. You've been to some places dressed like a jackass. Oh, yeah. You can And this is coming Speaker's from- balcony. <laughs> wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts. This is coming from a guy that wears tank tops, all right? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I understand that. Whenever, you, whenever I saw you today- all dressed up. I'm like, it must be a big day. And thank you for that for this feel good hey, Friday. You bet. Got to do it sometimes. Shout out to John Deere, buddy. Shout out. Ah. Shout out to John Deere. Nothing runs like a deer. Shout out to the boys in the back. It's been a hell of a week. At Nick Marauder. They had John Ham on Hockey Talk. Yeah. 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 Make sure we enjoy that. That's good news. What a guy. At v- what a guy. Yeah. Incredible guy. Put me in the column of John Ham's coolest dude on earth. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. He Love was awesome. Boston. Unbelievable. Loves the hockey. Uh-huh. Very knowledgeable. And the Celtics. And Todd. And the time. And the time, too, which he would do. Ben after. Yeah, get know. on it, Ben. Well, Ben's got a lot going on. He does. Yeah, oh, true. so J-Lo's ruin is ruining the town, too. Yeah, no, well, no, man, no. I mean, love. I mean, yeah. what do you want? Yeah, hey, life matters, too. Butts. At Viva Lazito is here, always spinning plates, looking fantastic. At Evan Foxy and, you know, one half of the hammered down Cowboys. Gumpy looks probably the coolest I've ever seen him look. <laughs> yeah, great look. How do you feel, Gump? You feel, you feel alive in that? This uh, this L.A. hat really hit in L.A. I feel like I need to eat a little bit more. Yeah. Seeing it sitting on the floor this morning, I said, you come with me today, friend. Hey, congrats, hat. Oh, yeah. It's Feel Good Friday. You're back. That's You're fucking hot. back. Hey, good for the hat. Good for you. Oh, yeah. Congrats, hat. Um, you know, it's a crazy time to be alive. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have war in our pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, you open your phone and there's literally a war happening that's happening in real time yep. on your phone. And it feels like, you know, 2022, how does this happen? And I think, um, I think just like everybody else, I'm, I'm rather distraught about yeah, everything shook. going on. I think like last night, my wife and I just sat there flipping through all the different political channels. And just like I said yesterday, I'm looking for one of them to be like, yeah, everything's all right. But still, same thing. Yeah. And then everybody's message is basically like, hey, this is only going to get worse. Like, this is only going to get worse. How long? Who knows? But I want everybody to know, we will continue to be the dumbass. Sure. Of course. course. As long as you will have us, we are lucky to be here. A distraction, a whatever you need. Right now, though, I would like to dive into something that happened happens in media mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I would assume it happens in real media I'm just going to say the sports media world because that's awesome. where I live right this is where I live sure so yesterday a person who we are a massive fan of okay huge have to have to get that out yeah. right yeah friend say of the program say a friend friend mm-hmm. of the program big big fan Okay, Diana Rossini a couple days ago uh, reported that league sources are telling her that this decision with the Packers will be soon. That followed up Aaron telling us basically like, hey, my decision will be coming soon. So now her sources around the league are telling her and then the source himself is telling basically everybody, hey, this is going to wrap up pretty quickly, which is fantastic. So Rich Eisen had Diana Rossini on to hear what else she is hearing from around the league, league source, anonymous league sources Mm -hmm. in the league is large big league, league is big, big. Sure. league is very very large a lot of people once again diane rossini very plugged in so let's assume this is coming from somebody that is notable in the league although other people who source league sources could be sourcing a janitor that works in an nfl building mm-hmm. because that is somebody that is in the nfl now granted league sources you'd hope would be a scout or a coach or somebody of importance but anytime you put anonymous in front of it you can't bank on that being the case no. because it's might and probably not the case so diana rossini went on rich eisen yesterday to explain further about what she's hearing from league sources and this is what she told our friend rich 
yeah, it would it would make a lot of sense for him to protect himself to see what the Green Bay Packers are going to be willing to pay him because mm-hmm. from the conversations I've had with a lot of people in the league, he wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL by a wide margin. By a wide margin. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about $50 million a year. And we know the, the cap situation the Green Bay Packers are in. We know Devontae Adams right. needs to get paid. So there's a, there's a lot on the table. Um, and speaking of tables, there's also multiple teams that are waiting to see what happens here because they are hoping and, and willing to make a trade for him. That's a large chunk of the pie right there, 50, 50 mil a year. Okay, yeah. so there is the league sources, who, by the way, the league sources could be from teams that their fan bases might be like, hey, are we thinking about getting Aaron Rodgers? And that source could be from that team to tell Diana Rossini. Not saying Diana Rossini is making it. I We do. We have high respect for Diana Rossini. Yeah, love Diana. Yeah. We'd like to let, Diana Rossini got us for like two months of like the World Soccer. Have that. But w- you have to think about why would league source, anonymous league source, tell Diana that information? Well, maybe it's a team trying to save their ass and saying, well, 50 million, we can't, our fans wouldn't expect us to pay him 50 million. So there's no reason for them to expect us to go get him. Let's get in front of this now. Maybe that is why they're leaking that potential information. Do they know if that information is true? Were they told that information from somebody else that was maybe covering their ass? Maybe. That's potentially the case. But we don't know because nobody really has a Packers source with a name on it that says that is true Mm -hmm. or not true. So then that comment leads to, obviously, because it's Aaron Rodgers, and I know people that watch this show send me tweets that they hate that we talk about Aaron Rodgers uh, as much. It's the back-to-back MVP of the league that we cover, so, I mean, it's a situation you're going to have to talk about. And we're not the only ones, by the way. All of sports media talks about Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, for a long time, was an enigma. We got a chance to chat about him. He has become a thing, and he's a back-to-back fucking MVP, and his future, uh, we don't know about. So this morning, it just became a full-on take quake about how Aaron Rodgers is now asking for $50 million. There's no alleged that he's asking Mm. for $50 million. There's no thought of, hey, you know, like this might have been bullshit to not Diana, the source telling Diana, which is something that happens. So then you start going around the Internet, right? Greg Jennings this morning went bananas on first things first. He says Aaron Rodgers has been a very selfish guy. I go back to personal experiences. His words to me were, don't be that guy. All of a sudden, it's about the money. Greg Jennings on reports that Rodgers wants to be the NFL's highest paid player, which, by the way, we don't know if that report is real or not, right? That's just okay. an alleged source. But that leads to all morning talk about Aaron Rodgers being a selfish guy. Greg Jennings goes on a four-minute run, mm-hmm. okay, that Nick Wright is prodding out of him oh, yeah. to tell terrible stories about Aaron Rodgers that maybe, may, may, listen, Greg and Aaron have their own relationship. I don't know it. I don't know Greg. They do that. But it becomes a four-minute thing about how Aaron is a selfish prick, He wants his money, and he also wants to win. He's been holding them hostage. This is why there's information. Has he ever won out of January, February? This is Greg Jennings saying all these things. And then at the end, Greg Jennings tells a story about how Aaron went up to him one time. Don't be that guy where you get paid, and then you try to go get more money, renegotiate your contract because you're doing that. And now he's being that guy. And it's all like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in the background from Nick Wright and the other hosts and everything like that. And once again, this is all from an anonymous league source. This happens. There. That leads to that clip, because it's good internet, 
being put onto the internet, okay? And if you look at the reaction of that, now there's people quote tweeting this uh, tweet that they put out. Peter Bukowski, who covers the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. Packers fans love to get mad at Greg Jennings, but he's right about the disconnect between Rodgers wanting 50 million and wanting to keep key guys like Adams, okay? So he has big time following, by the way. 34,000 mm -hmm. Packers fans follow him. So that's a lot of fans, obviously, on the internet. If he wants his fit, we don't know if he wants... $50 million. Right. Peter Bukowski quotes tweeted Greg Jennings burying Aaron Rodgers from a source that was from around the league yesterday anonymously on Rich Eisen's show. He's not the only one that quote tweets this, obviously. Nick Wright, the host of the show, quote tweets this to amplify this. And Nick Wright in the middle of the whole, can you tell me that personal story about how terrible of a person he is because we have the opportunity to do that right now because there's an anonymous source that said something that we have no idea if it's true or not. So that leads ultimately to Packer fans and fans in general having an opinion about Aaron Rodgers. Greg here at Pac-Man GDI. He has like 2,000 followers. I checked him out. I assume he's just a Packers fan at Pac-Man. I back Greg Jennings on this 100%. Aaron Rodgers is a prime example of wanting to have your cake and eat it too. Okay, so the narrative that they wanted to build worked, right? I don't mm -hmm. know. Oh, Pac-Man yeah. probably hasn't liked Aaron at all uh, for a long time. But whenever you're hearing these terrible things about somebody, you can easily see, oh, I fucking hate this guy with that being said i understand people are going to say that i go to bat for aaron because he's a friend of mine i do but for a long time narratives like this have just gone unchecked about this dude and everybody has kind of let the snowball boom 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 prima donna fucking asshole arrogant mm -hmm. standoffish prick has become down there and we try to stop it so I do, and he doesn't need us to go to bat for him, by the way. No. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. He's a very successful person. He has business ventures. He does his thing. And, you know, he will poop and puke at the same time, make his body feel better. That's yes. right. So I just thought, you know, has anybody just thought about, like, maybe just asking him? So I text him. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. So, like, all of that stuff this morning about ruining him. And I don't normally do this, by the way. I, I, don't, I wouldn't normally text right. Aaron. I know where I don't think we're that, like, I don't want to interrupt his life. We obviously get along. We're obviously right. mm -hmm. friendly with each other. But like every single report I'm not going to do, I send him, hey, man, uh, reports whether you want to be the highest paid player by a wide margin, whatever. Is that the thing that you are currently like stumping for? Like, is that what's going on right now? And categorically false is what I was and it's just insane to think about that the amount of fans that heard Greg Jennings' former mm -hmm. teammate bring up all these. By the way, Greg Jennings and Aaron, they, they can figure out. I'm, right. not, I'm yeah. not getting in the middle of that. Different story. But the entire narrative of it all is already run. And it's a, a whole cycle almost on the Internet. And it just feeds to the fact that this guy's a fucking asshole. When he might be, but I don't know. He talks to us for like an hour every mm -hmm. single week during the season. I feel like we've learned a lot about him. A lot of people that are, you know, like four-time MVPs might have a little asshole in them every once in a while. But I don't think the narrative about all this is anywhere near accurate just strictly because what I was told from my source and it just doesn't make any sense to me. This is how it's always been, though, with him, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, dev divisive, obviously. And then you you expect, especially now with all the stuff that's happened and, like, the will they, won't they. It's been a couple off seasons now. Like, they, you know exactly what you're doing this comes up. Like, it, it's, you know, the fan base, I don't want to say it's divided because it's not. I think much more people want him back than not. But, like, you will see after this, like, a lot more people saying, like, you know what? He, they're right. He is. He is an asshole. Greg Jennings is, and whatever. Can't afford him. Yeah, can't afford that, exactly. And that, by the way, that league source was probably telling Diana that from another team that was probably being their fan base was wondering if they were going to. Well, it just gives 
gives you an easy, I can't pay somebody. You want to pay a quarterback $50 million? I don't care who the fucking quarterback is. You can't pay him $50 million. Like, that's an easy thing to spend. And it almost, like, that thing is just gone yeah. before it even gets talked about. Because they just took it as, you know, truth 100%. And obviously, when you see Greg Jennings going on there, like, I think it's almost like take it with a grain of salt because they knew that this is what he was going to do. Like, this is exactly in terms of, you know, to your point about the media, like, building a narrative, like, you don't see James. I'm mean, granted he works for NFL Network, but like James Jones, a guy who has been on Aaron's side and was a teammate of his, and has never had a bad thing to say. Like they're not asking him about this. You know hey, what I mean? AJ, it's, yeah, he'll get yeah, asked today. Exactly. Uh-huh. So it just by us. AJ will get asked by us yeah, today about yeah. this. But that was just, it. Was very interesting to me because I'm like, oh, this is this is how they do it. Like it was like right in front of our face almost because I got a lot of people tweeting me about, uh, you know, how's your little asshole friend? Blah blah blah. Any, by the way. Maybe he's lying to us every single Tuesday. Maybe he's lying mm-hmm. to us in the whole thing. Or maybe the anonymous source was saying it just to cover their own ass. What's up, Tom? Well, and here's the best slash worst part. The people who liked what Jennings was saying will then hear you say that you texted Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers said, that's not true at all. <laughs> but they'll, they'll come up with something and say that he's either lying to you or why would he tell you the truth or whatever like that it's well they're just whatever their narrative well they're painting it is like that's the only reason why he did any of this is because he wanted the the most money it's like i don't think that has been the case at all unless he is an incredible like just an absolutely and he might get 50 million dollars i'm not saying he's not going to get 50 million dollars but the the or 60 whatever the hell he's going to get i mean who if you do actual finances for how much he is probably worth the Green Bay Packers with jersey sold and marketing and everything like that, and we don't have to get into that entire game, especially because you're in a salary cap league in which you got to build a team, so that is an asinine thing to do. But he might get. I have no idea what he's going to actually get. He might get that. That might be what his people are looking for. He'd be worth it, obviously. Whenever you think about that, but I, to act as if this is what he's been. Hey, this is what he's been. This is why what he wants. This is what he wants, man. He wants to be the highest paid player by a wide margin. That's it. It's like, I don't think that is what he's only looking for. Like, obviously, business has to happen, but I don't think that's his main narrative. Just strictly because I asked, and he said no. So I don't know. He might have lied to me, though. What the fuck do I? There's no way. I mean, Ty said this from the beginning, though. Like, he's a polarizing figure. You're either gonna hate him. Or you're going to like him. And obviously, at this point, the people who hear this from Greg Jennings and Diana Rossini, it's just more so of a back to their once thoughts. Once like, again, not from Rossini. Not from Rossini, although... Rossini's source. Rossini's source, which also is a massive problem that, you know, if you hear a league source, you can take that as gospel. And, you know, it's like Wikipedia on a paper. If you're <laughs> turning it in, that's a source. You, you can't do that. Like, And you've talked about this. There shouldn't be anonymous sources in the NFL. Like, well, Put your stamp on it or something. Listen, I get attacked by the actual media people whenever uh, I say that because it's protection. You don't get it. Of course. Of you course. don't understand, uh, you know, people having to have jobs and relationships and networking while still wanting to make uh, the world a better place. That's what I get told every time because – I've been asked numerous times to go, you know, hey, will you anonymous off the record, blah, blah, blah. Will you take this anonymous quiz or whatever? And I've always just been too big of an idiot or too much pride. I'm like, no, everything I vote on Mm -hmm. and everything I talk about, uh, I would like people to know it's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd like people to know, hey, Pat McAfee did that, said that. Because they either hate it or love it. I think it's going to be good probably, so I'd like credit for it. But also... If they hate it, I think they should at least know where it's coming from. But in the real world, anonymous sources obviously much more 
needed, I think, right? Because actual, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. I think we're all realizing, you know, the fairy tale land that we hope. Yeah, life and death. Yeah, we hope like fairy tale happens. And I think we have to remember this. We hope that this world, this fairy tale world happens in which everybody gets everything they deserve. Everybody gets every opportunity they deserve. Everybody's happy. Everybody loves everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody is, uh, makes no mistakes. Everybody, like we all want this world. But I think right now, more so than ever, we are getting smacked right in the mouth that the real world oh. is not necessarily this world that we all think, you know, we're living in already, you know? Because a lot of people get real mad whenever something happens uh, because, you know, they're passionate about and everything like that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, love the passion, but also know this is probably going to happen a little bit before we get to this euphoric world that we're hoping to live in. Right now, I think everybody is kind of realizing that, oh, shit, life, like this is a real. Yeah. Yeah. Like the world, world is a real thing. Like yeah. there's people that, you know, might not say bad things about people, but also just uh, fucking get in a tank and run over a car. Mm -hmm. You know, like just pfft, people that look exactly like them. By yeah. Them. 2022, people look exactly like them. People that they probably could have been related to mm -hmm. just walking in, just sending missiles on. That's happening in real life right now. That's why right now we need something that we could believe in. And right now that, that one thing is the ghost. Okay. Hey, what's his uh, confirmed wins? I think the ghost is up to 78 splashdowns at, the, at this point. Yeah. The ghost of Kiev is who you were talking about. Yeah, the ghost. Yeah. Uh, was introduced to the internet last night. Remember, war in your pocket. This is going to be an interesting time that we will talk about. Forever. Forever. Forever, yeah. First time ever, you just pull out your phone, it's open it up, nuts. and the first thing you see is actual war. Not a documentary of the Whoa. old war, not World War whatever put into color, which they have done mm -hmm. to make it more realistic yep. and everything like that. It's actual real world. This is happening right now. Holy hell, big things happen. The ghost of Kiev was introduced to the world last night, had six confirmed. It's yesterday. Yeah, six yeah. on one. Dog fight wins. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a video today that came out of him getting another splash down. We don't know if it was him, but we do assume it, it is was. him. Right. With his tactics, based on what we've seen, that was definitely him. He is looking. <laughs> listen, the ghost of Keefe yeah. is looking to put together the first undefeated season in the history of dog fight wars. Yeah. yeah. I, you would just assume, and I think that's why Top Gun and everything was so like looked upon as awesome and, and those fighter pilots looked at as like badasses oh, yeah. because you just assume like, oh, a lot of you aren't going to make it because mm -hmm. you're dealing with uh, aviation, you're dealing with tech, you're dealing with missiles, and then you're dealing with everything else that's going on at what, like four, 500 miles an hour, 600 miles yeah, an hour? At least. And it's just, but it's a massive part of everything, you know, it, old wars looking into it. But this goes to Kiev, I guess this guy's a throwback. Yeah. yeah. Just a fucking absolute stud in the sky, dude. Mm -hmm. But it's. He, he feeds on destroying enemy aircraft. He doesn't even have to refuel. We were talking about earlier. He just dry, flies right through the jet path of, of one of his splash dons, mm -hmm. and he just fuels oh, he up takes that way. Scoops up yeah. the fuel. It's like a video game where you used to run through like bubbles. Yeah, or exactly. exactly. That's what the Ghost of Cave does. Yeah. That's right. Man, it's crazy. I hope everybody... Uh, T's and P's to everybody. Yeah, yeah. T's and P's. Let's get to a break. Ian Rapport will join us on the other side. I mean, on this Feel Good Friday. Here we are, sports. I'll tell you what, it's 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 interesting. Oh yeah. yeah. If you think you're having a bad day, just yeah. think about it again. That's yeah. Legitimate. That's a good way of putting it. Like 
that traffic out of town. Oh. Where I guess they're reporting now, multiple places are reporting that the women and children of Ukraine are mm-hmm. allowed to leave, but any men from 18 to 60 or yep. whatever it is yeah. Oh, yeah. have to stay and fight. Mm-hmm. I think they said they handed out like 120,000 assault weapons to uh, citizens in Kiev the other night. And then there was a report that uh, they were urging their citizens yeah. to make Molotov cocktails yep. and throw them. Mm-hmm. It's only going to continue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, let's go. I hope everybody survives. Go T's and P's, everybody. Joining us now is a senior NFL insider for NFL Network and NFL.com. Whoa. Fresh off the bunny hill with his family. Ladies and gentlemen, I guess he is still alive. Congratulations. The host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, him being Rap Sheet, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. <laughs> Bro, you look so cool, dude. No internet out uh, there, apparently. Oh, you got me? Too much. Yeah, you're up on. in the lodge, dude. This Shredding. guy's up in the lodge. Yeah. We've just been shredding, pal, dude. What? Yeah, uh, it snowed like 10 inches last oh, night. It's mm-hmm. like little mountains uh, all over the hill. It's it's treacherous out there. I'm somehow making it. I would not say I'm improving, but I haven't fallen and I'm still alive. Quads are burning a lot. That's oh, not something wow. I was expecting. Oh, good. I need quad, to get a better man. quad situation going on, but otherwise, pretty good. Well, skiing could be your quad situation, by the way. That could be yeah. your workout that gets you into it. We saw a picture of you from earlier. Uh, obviously, look at this dude. Oh, wow. my God. Hey, you look Sean so cool. White. Great swag. On, yeah. You look so cool, dude. Oh, this guy's stinking. Yeah, yeah, he's I so mean, frozen. Um, Hang up on him. Hang up on him. We got to call you back. Ian, we got to call you back. Yeah, there's a massive storm in the uh, northeast right now. Yeah. He said 10 inches. Yeah. Treacherous. He said there's little mountains on the... Uh, oh, muggles. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's what they... And yeah. that's, that's uh, fresh pile, though. Exactly. Fresh a lot pile. of fresh yeah. pile. Another foot today. Really? Oh, yeah. He's getting. He's going to be stuck up there in Vermont. Oh, yeah. Best you could imagine, though. That's that's some good conditions for old rap sheet. Oh, that's where you want to be. Oh, yeah. When the snow is coming down, that's the good pal. Yeah, and every uh-huh. single run is fresh pal. And when you fall, it's not that bad because it's fresh pal. Oh, yeah. normally ice you could potentially. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. uh, back uh, joining us from a ski lodge in Vermont, right. Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Now... Now I think we're good. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. You look unbelievable. You look fantastic. We saw that photo of you on the slopes. I, we thought it was Sean White. We, yeah. we had no idea who it was. You look so cool, dude. I mean, that's, I'm, you know, you spend, you go on these different trails. You go on a couple different mountains. And my kids are in ski school. And so you always try to spot your kids on the mountain, wave high, and then they get really embarrassed and they try not to wave to in front of their friends. But Everyone's so bundled up, you literally can't tell who anyone is. I took a very nice picture of my two sons before we went out. Could be any two kids. I, I, mean, I think they're mine. <laughs> the jackets look similar to what we dressed in them, but like, could be anyone. Uh, you got to dress them up like whenever you uh, fl- uh, fly, you get like a purple suitcase or like an mm, orange yeah. suitcase. Uh, when it comes through the uh, baggage claim, you can kind of know. So you got to dress your kids up. That's what you got to do. I think you got to make them brighter on the slopes. I mean, we thought we did. We gave one a neon yellow jacket, another a neon green jacket, and every kid on this stupid mountain is wearing yellow and green, and they all look identical. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I'm happy you're having a good time. Sorry for interrupting your ski break. There's a lot of things happening around the NFL, Ian, and we'll get right to the one where you have all the sources. And immediately upon me saying that, Seahawks Twitter just got really pissed off. Every time you talk about Russell Wilson, the world explodes in Seattle. What does this stooge know? This guy He's a dumbass. He doesn't know anybody. He's not in there. Russ 
Russ took Seahawks off of all of his Twitter accounts. Change his photo. He wants to love like Jesus. Does he want to love like Jesus, the Seattle Seahawks for the future, Ian? What are you hearing here? Does this mean anything? I I wonder if he saw Kyler Murray do it and get all like the, you know, you got me? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Dude, I paid for the premium internet. I paid nine instead of four ninety-five. Oh, damn! Phone and beer. Got you, dude. Yeah, it's like the uh, it's insurance better blackjack, dude. That's yep. the uh, mm-hmm. it's all a lie. Yeah, I think it probably is. All right, you got me now, though, right? Yeah, you yeah. sound amazing. I think we just Excellent. bumped back into premium. Oh right? yeah, what? I, I think you're probably right. Um, I wonder if Russell Wilson yeah. kind of saw what happened to Kyler Murray, saw the news cycle, saw everyone kind of wondering. Everyone was debating, and then if you're another team, let's say you're a team who may want a quarterback, and there's a lot of them this year. Um, you see Russell Wilson take everything off Instagram. You're like, okay, maybe there's something. Then you start calling. Like It is a way to trigger some sort of action. Like, we've seen countless times stuff start in the media, rumors start, and then teams start calling because they wonder if there's something there. So like, I don't know what Russ's goal was. But I would imagine this ends up driving the conversation. But I would go back to kind of where I always am with him in Seattle. Until Seattle has a better option for them to compete next year, I don't see them trading him. Like, I just – I don't know who their quarterback is going to be if they trade Russell Wilson. and I don't know how that becomes an upgrade. And we have to acknowledge that. I think that has to be acknowledged through all of this because the teams are ultimately in control of all these decisions, basically. Which leads me to this. Yeah. Diana Rossini, who we love, I can't can't say this enough, mm-hmm. love Diana yeah. Rossini. She went on Rich Eisen yesterday, and she reported that Aaron Rodgers, uh, per league sources, Aaron Rodgers is looking to be the highest-paid NFL player by a wide margin. Then the number $50 million a year got paid out. He might get paid that. I'm not 100% sure. But that built a narrative that that's all Aaron is looking for, is to be the highest-paid player and all that, which is categorically false. I, yeah, I, I literally I, – I don't ever do this because he's like somebody I – you know, we don't really like we have, we're on good relations, but it's not like AJ and him where I can just like text him out of nowhere. I'm like, is this true? And he's like, no, it's not true. Whenever things like this happen, and you just said uh, the player removes the the shit from their social media, it garners a conversation. Those league sources, when they're telling an insider like you, like Rossini, like any of the others that are in the game, you have to acknowledge like that might be that person covering their own ass, right? Because if Aaron's worth fifty million, then a team that their fans might be looking for Aaron to potentially play there can justify, oh, we can't afford Aaron. Right? Right, doesn't that happen? And do you notice that that's happening live in real time or no? Uh, first of all, as far as the Rodgers thing, I think if he ends up back at the Packers, I do think he gets paid. I and mean, this is something I talked about uh, when was the day of the Super Bowl. Like the contract will make him the highest paid player in the NFL. Like I don't, as he should be, and I don't even think that's a question. And it's definitely something the Packers are more than willing to do. I don't know if it'll get to fifty, but it'll get very high he could have taken the money last year. Remember last year he took no new dollars, right? Like he got a year cut off his deal, but there was no new money. I do not believe from everyone I've spoken to that, that it is about the money for Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get more money, we agree. but I, I mean, it's, 
I don't think it's about the money. He's going to get paid, um, though, because it's business. Like, business, you have to get paid. Like, this is um, – it, it's like he can't right. do it for free, has to get paid. Also, there's other quarterbacks. But the narrative now was painted, oh, this is all this guy wants. And it's like, uh, it, you, it, I don't think that's true. But is that – when you get inside information, do you think it's ever them covering their ass? Do you ever have to – how do you figure – like, Diana's very good at what she does. So I'm not saying anybody lied to her. But when you get this information, do you have to dig into all that shit or no? Yeah, 100%. And I think the main thing is, like, I never trip and fall and end up with a scoop. Like, it almost never happens by accident, right? So if someone's going to give you information, they're going to give it to you for a reason. Now, sometimes it's like, hey, I would, I'd like you to be accurate, so we're just going to give you this so it's accurate. That definitely happens sometimes. Or, like, people be like, hey, there's been a lot of rumors. I'm going to tell you what's going on so it'll be out there properly if that happens. Sometimes it happens, though, where it's other teams, other sources, and they would like a situation to be portrayed like this. And so they tell you, knowing that if they tell you, you're going to put it out there and you're going to put it out a certain way. Like, no information comes in a vacuum. So I'm sure that whatever Diana was told is accurate. Um, but some of it depends on where it actually comes from. Uh, because I don't think the Packers think Aaron Rodgers is in it for the money either. Like, they, they, they all seem like they're on a really good plane right now as far as what he wants, what they want, what conversations were necessary, how much input was he going to have, how to prepare for the future. Like, I think they're all on a pretty good place right now. Yeah, and any time that comes out, it gives everybody an opportunity to bury him. And it's and by the way, he's very wealthy, very successful. He has obviously done a lot for our show every time he comes on and gives us our conversations. I'm thankful for that. But also, like, the dude is a human. A weird one. All right? I mean, he sure, just got sure. out of the PE. Yeah. But, like, him just getting killed by, I don't know. I guess that's a gift and a curse of being the fucking MVP, though. Like, yeah. you know, things like that are going to happen. Go ahead, Ty. Perhaps you yeah, are. And I... Go ahead, Tom. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 your vaccine takes are terrible. Like he's heard it all. Like I really think at some point you become very numb to it. So I'm sure he's getting killed for whatever. And I'm sure that not, I'm sure, but I do, I do not think that that's something he's worried about because you're going to up someone literally no matter what. Anyway. Well, that's why he's always said he's going to kill him with indifference. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, I feel like, I don't know. You only do that for so long. Yeah. It's like, like as somebody who, you know, this guy I've become like kind of friendly with and he's done a lot for us. And it's, I'm watching these people and it's like, you're all speaking out of your fucking pocket right now. Like, what are we even, what are we even doing here? I feel like he's given us a lot to disprove all the narratives that were kind of cooked for a long time. But once again, like I don't blame Bukowski. Okay. Right. I don't blame Jennings. All right. Jennings and him have his own thing. It's just kind of the, the way these things work in the world that we're in is just wild to me. Like it's, one thing said on Rich Eisen, then it's every sports media show. Yeah. This guy's a fucking asshole. It's like, come, do we even know if this is real? We have no idea if this is real. Go ahead, Ty. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was just curious if anything has like affected what's going on with the Packers right now. Like I assume, like you mentioned, Rap Sheet, that they're all in a really good place right now, but they do all these deals to kind of, you know, kick the, the can down the road a little bit. But have you heard anything about 
I mean, we haven't heard anything about Devontae Adams. Like, is all this stuff with the Packers and kind of creating that cra- uh, that cap space, does that still revolve around when Rodgers gets this deal done? Yeah, I mean, I think Rodgers has to be first, right? That that it doesn't have to be first, but I think you would like to be first. We'd like to know that if they're going to move all this money around, that it would be for, you know, maybe the best quarterback in football and the reigning MVP. Like, that would be helpful. And I think he knows that too, which is why when he's talked about his time frame, like, he's cognizant of, all right, Devontae has to be tagged by March 8th. So he probably needs to let them know something by then, and I think he probably will. Um, they are kicking the can down the road, and it is interesting what it does, right? Because it's great for players to get a little more now, but it also raises their cap number on the back end. So, like, Zadarius Smith's cap number is so big, they almost can't keep him unless he takes a drastic reduction, which I don't think he's going to do. Um, so it makes it harder in the future, but so much of what the Packers, just, Packers are doing is, like, we're going to try to win this year, and then next year we're going to try to figure it out, and it's just – they're just going to take this year, try to win, try to make everyone happy, try to get a Super Bowl and figure it out after. Okay, uh, that's perfect. Go ahead, Tom. Ian, uh, in free agency, it's a lot of like dominoes. Like after the first quarterback falls, like it was Tom and then it was kind of Stafford. Is there a quarterback this year in free agency where it's going to be wait to see what this quarterback does and then the rest will probably kind of fall in after that? Yeah, I think, well, it's, it's really uh, – Rodgers slash Russ, right? Like if Rodgers goes back to the Packers and if Russ goes back to Seattle, which, you know, that has been the direction we think it's going, but I would never claim to know 100% where it's going to end up because last year the Russell Wilson situation took so many Mm -hmm. twists and turns, including naming potential places that he would get traded to if he wanted to get traded, which, of course, he wouldn't say if he did or he didn't. So, like, that situation could turn a bunch of places. So, but let's say Rodgers and Russ are not available, and Carson Wentz becomes a possibility for some. Jimmy Garoppolo becomes certainly interesting. Deshaun Watson will go somewhere and for a very, very, very high price. But it's not going to be everyone because there's been some teams that have said, you know what, that's that's just not going to be us for a variety of reasons. Um, but I would say you get. You know, you figure out where Rodgers and Russell Wilson are going, and then everything will sort of sort itself out, and everyone will probably end up with a quarterback. And then it's like, do your Colts stick with Carson, or do they think that they can upgrade? And if they do, who actually is that? I've heard they're they're not right. I mean, yeah. that's that's uh, that's all reports is that he's not going to be a Colt, right? Uh, listen, Carson, good guy. Hey, good yeah, guy. Yeah, sure. good guy. Very good nice. Guy. Great guy. I can't go through another season. This hard. No. Yeah, I know. This heart right here can't go through another season with Carson Wentz. And half of Indianapolis. It, well, yeah, listen, there'll be a lot of people that are potentially like, oh, my God, this guy just just not try to die on every so, fucking play. We're please. paying you $30 million. Can't dude. do it. I mean, well, you're a great player. Stay, stay alive. But they're moving on, aren't they? Colts are moving on. I mean, I know they are actively looking for another quarterback. Uh, What's that? Because Chris like Bauer liking? always will try to improve. I just don't know, like – Hey, how's that work, Ian? How's that work right now in the time that we're in, right? Because the league year, is there a tampering thing? If Like Russell Wilson, does some team have to like show up in his DMs on his social media? Like, how does that work? Is, you know, how does that whole pan, like for Aaron, I would be, for Russell, for anybody, how does that work? I mean, first thing you would do is, you know, you hope that the team and the player have a good enough relationship where, let's say someone calls Seattle and they say, hey, we're interested in Russ. 
were willing to do in the ballpark of what you'd think, which would be, you know, multiple first round picks, two or three, or, you know, a very high price. And here's why we're a good situation. We think we could do a deal. Then Seattle would go to Russ and they would say, all right, we got someone interested. Is this a team you would waive your no trade to? And he would say, if he says yes, then they would say, all right, well, I think, you know, let's move forward and try to do this. If he says no, it's like, okay, like that's it. That is not happening. So, he has, they have power, but he has power too because that no-trade clause, which Deshaun Watson also has, that is an amazing thing. So it has to go through the team. So there's no teams reaching out directly to players or their agents, right? You have to go through a team. That's proper protocol? Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure there's, there are things going on. Like if you are a coaching agent who represents multiple players, you could have a team call and say, hi, we're interested in this safety you have. Oh, how is your quarterback doing? Like you could, you could back channel it and not violate the rules, but it's it's such high stakes that I don't think anyone's putting themselves out there to do anything crazy. Because if you get caught, then you can't get the guy, which is way worse than anything else. That's crazy. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rap Sheet. Uh, you said Watson's going to go for a very high price, and obviously last season he was tied to Flores. Is there any shot in hell that the Steelers will kind of sell the farm for Deshaun Watson? I, I will not say no. Uh, I would never. Well, it's just like it would be very unstealer like to go out and spend three first round picks plus for a quarterback. It, it's something they have almost never done, but not never because they went and got Minka Fitzpatrick for a one, and that was a fantastic trade and one they would probably do again. Uh, also hilarious because he resisted a position change, goes to the Steelers. Uh, and then plays the position that Brian Flores has wanted him to play anyway, becomes an all-pro, and then Flores now is on his coaching staff. But anyway, um, it, some of it depends on who the next GM is and where they are in that. But it would be a fantastic place for Deshaun Watson. Like, it's a great fan base. The team is good. They're always good. The coach take will put you in a position to win, and everybody loves playing for Tomlin. Like, I don't – likely, probably not – but I would never rule anything out when it comes to getting a quarterback, which is the most important thing you can do. All right. Well, great shirt there, paying homage, I believe. And uh, enjoy yourself out there on the slopes, pal. We appreciate you stopping by in the middle of your ski AK. Yeah, no no problem. I'll just say the most amazing thing is that we got through this without me freezing too much. Hopefully there's not a lot of screen grabs on making like... We well, had to hang oh, on. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Your, uh, your eyes were crossed a, a bunch. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of... Yeah, there you just yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're alive though. You've yeah. been boozing every night. You've been skiing all day. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and live your life. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. You're yeah. the best. The best, buddy. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. He did freeze up a bunch. Though. He yeah, did. But, oh, yeah. I don't think he knew that because he was frozen. Yeah, and since he feels good about it, he's about to go get so drunk. It's not even funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a good walk off. You yeah. know, now, I didn't even know that he wasn't one of his kids. So that that's how that thing goes. Ski school, gig on yeah. Vacation. If, if you got young kids who are learning how to ski, yeah, I typically drop them off at nine, pick them up at three. Yeah. You know, you, you just got to do whatever the hell you, you want. You don't have a day. Yeah. You Man, can, you yups up here uh-huh. are living good. What Figured a deal. Out. You got kids' daycare, basically. Family vacation. Don't ever have to see your fucking kids. It's awesome. Yeah, it's time. You, hey, you mountain folks are skiers large, dude. Skiers and boarders got it figured out. Yeah. You do your operation during the day. I used to be tuber. Oh, yeah. That's That's a good life, too. Trash bag, Mm -hmm. too. You see me on trash bag. I'm maybe one of the best trash bag sledders of all time. Shoba Valley, maybe. I don't know what that means. Okay, it's mountain, big tube mountain. 
Yes, yeah. Only the place I've been, Seven Springs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, nice. In, in Boys Park. Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the side of my house. You know, my house. Straight down. And then there's a flat, and mm-hmm. then it's a Black Diamond yeah. to a lodge to Black Diamond. And then you nice. end up in the street. Boom. That's how I broke my nose, actually. Was the best. Hit a truck. <laughs> Grab a lunch tray. Yeah. Just slide down. Well, I was learning how to... Well, this particular time, yeah, lunch tray or one of the, I mean, trash bag's easy. Trash bag, cardboard yes. box. Then cardboard box, good. The saucer. Oh, yeah, top of the trash. Saucer. Yeah. Saucer's yeah. the best yeah, yeah. of all of them. Saucer is the best of all. You can move in. When you, you hit the street, you could, you could get it up. Get the sparks yeah. going a little bit. No, no, but you can miss your face. Your face. Put a little grease on the bottom of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I was learning how to ride a bike on the flat area next to my house, mm-hmm. and uh, I was really going, you know. Really going in circles. It's a tight little area, so that was a very aggressive decision by my parents. Yeah. Hindsight, like, <laughs> especially if you're coming up the hill. Don't no, no, I'm on the flat area. Yeah, but so I'm car. learning how to ride my bike. No, oh. it's a it's next. My house is here. Okay, house is here. Bang. Backyard is like this. <laughs> then there's a side yard, ah. and then the front yard <laughs> straight down. Then there's another house right here, right? So this is a tight little area right mm-hmm. here. Tight little area. It's where I used to kick soccer ball. Boom, boom, bang. Pow, how you doing? Sled riding, awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Street, though, pretty active. I mean, it yes. was very much car, you know, that yeah. whole thing. But you had to guess for how long it was going to take for you to get from the top thing. I'm riding a bike in a circle. How you doing? Keep it moving. How you doing? Keep it moving. It was really the only, if I wasn't in the street, that was really the only flat place to do it. Uh, so, and I, I thought I had figured out. So I was going to go ahead and just, I was going to get out of here. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know where the brakes were, I guess. Uh. And I went down the front hill. <sighs> Face first, right in the side of F one fifty. Bang! That's why the nose is the way it is. Why I can't breathe? I think. Mm. Dad, old ter- I think it was Sally. Yeah, I think Sally heard it. Oh shit! Went running out, <laughs> grabbed me the whole thing. But that those types of hills. I mean, what a magical time for yeah. you oh, people yeah. up Game there. Game changers. And those mountains that seem to be huge. He said, "All oh, those. How many trails are there up there?" Um, yeah, yeah, depending on if what. Mount- yeah, they have like four. It's like four mountains. They have like a main mountain, and there's one off the back, one to the side, one to the side. So this is like an awesome thing to get into. Oh yeah, especially like when it's snowing like that. The conditions are unbelievable. There's 155 trails at Killington. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. How long does it take to get up to the top? Uh, probably 15 minutes, I think. If and that's like a, a good time, right? You guys like sitting in a gondola time. or what is it on? Uh, uh, I don't, does Killington have a gondola? I don't, I don't co- know Probably do. not. I think only in comparison, Seven Springs has 35 uh, trails. Those fucking things when you're riding up, like, I, I only got to do it one time. Yeah. thought I was dead. Oh, they're, yeah. they're game I mean, changers. you're just staring down and you got that metal little bar right here, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, on the lift? Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a quad though. It runs pretty fast. The gondolas are game changers. You just hang out. You smoking? You got smoking oh, yeah. dupes? Oh, yeah. You got yeah. smoking dope in there? Yeah, they got little windows. What a time. Yeah. Drop the kids off. We don't have to see them or care for them at all. Nope. They get lunch. They get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to hop in these gondolas, get all fucked up, go up to the top of the mountain, yeah. do it again. Not see a bad game. Hours. That's awesome. We'll get to wear super cool stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man. The man who will be joining us right now from an attic in Ohio, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Ha. Hey! AJ, wow, oh. fresh Goes on a cruise ship to where the sun is and come back paler. What? <laughs> you are glowing. That's right. What? That's right, man. Sports sports clips took it tight today, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you get your haircut at sports clips for sure. For like seriously? Absolutely, yeah. 
Do you get the hot towel? No, I don't do the whole. I I like to be in and out in under ten minutes, so I don't get the whole massage (laughs) shampoo situation. The MVP treatment, bro. I love the fact that you did get the sports clip special to every haircut. Your haircut is the sports clip special. Yeah. All right, take a zero right up to the top, and now let's get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Poster boy. All right, that's good. Ass. You look amazing. Easy time. You look amazing. You look absolutely amazing. It's great yep. to see you. I don't know if you saw us earlier. We did some big time journalism stuff. I did see a little bit of that. That was very good by you. Thank you. I, I just, you know, thank you. I appreciate that because I don't know this dude as long as you do, obviously. I'm not as friendly with him as you are, obviously. But he's been very good to me. He's been very good to us. And everything I've learned about him has been much different than the preconceived notions about him that I might have had or heard about. And then just, I don't think he's the only person that this happens to, by the way. This happens on a regular basis. But for him, it's just like such an easy target at this point i think because of the years and decades of him not saying or answering anything but like a league source said oh he wants he wants all money in the world you know he wants that and then that becomes hey didn't lombardi say though uh weeks ago that he's gonna be the first 50 million dollar man yes i mean that is by the way probably gonna get paid 50 yeah. million dollars like probably like whatever it's gonna be i have no idea Pro- two t- back-to-back mvp in the middle of the highest salary cap, with the salary cap only going up more in the next couple of years. They just signed a $120 billion deal. Red zone deal's up, so go ahead and toss on some more Bs on top yeah. of that. Salary cap, if it grows by 10% again, which is what it's expected to do, it'll be $230 million next year. So, like, the deal is going to be a large one. Okay, the deal is going to be a large one. By the way, every I hope every single player in the NFL gets all the money in the world. But the way the narrative was, well, this is what he's commanding, demanding. This is why he's been the way he's been. And this is like, you can't do this and also have a winning team. You're acting as if Gutekunst and them aren't helping you out, but you're commanding. It's like, that's all bullshit, though. You know what I mean? That becomes an entire news cycle, AJ. And this has happened to him. You've been friends with him longer. Forever, right? This seems to be something that has happened for a long time with this fucking guy. Yeah, it is. And I know you You said you reached out to him, and he said he absolutely did not ask for or to be the highest paid player in the NFL. And I, I would say, yeah, there, I know there's no way that he would go and, like, demand that, but I think he deserves to probably be the highest paid guy for the next couple of years. Yeah, that's, like, kind of the – like, I didn't want His to – His agent do- should – Big Dave Dunn should absolutely – I bet he's in there throwing his meat around telling him, hey, we want <laughs> – Oh, we yeah. want whatever, guarantee, all of it. Like We want a bunch of money. Speaking of meat, get your Brock Lesnar blend. <laughs> yes. Bingo. Okay, your meat will taste Bye. better than it's ever been. Hey, the Bearded Butchers get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, I've been talking to them. Yeah, they, they're sending me a care package. Those guys are awesome. Ooh, all right. Listen, go to beardedbutchers.com. Promo code Brock, I think, for 10% off. It's great seasoning. And now that I'm super-duper keto, dude, I'm in ketosis, pissing on strips, finding that out, AJ. You might as well call me the most healthy dude alive. Really. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, is this – do we owe this to your budding friendship with Dwayne The Rock Johnson that you are so oh, into fitness yes. and nutrition right now? Yes. I didn't even think about that. I, I thought you were going to say Brock. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, Brock as well. Too. But it, it, all the stars are kind of aligning where I came in. These monsters that I'm hanging out with that I'm friends with, Brock and Dwayne, probably the two biggest monsters on the planet, maybe I need to dial in my nutrition a bit. Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about this on vacation, you know, like – um, 
I'm, I think I could say I'm friends with Brock at this point. Like, I'm friends with Brock. We hang Absolutely. out. We chat. Okay, he's the alpha male of our species. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm friends with you, all-time leading tackler with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Imagine us hanging out, you know, and just walking into a place. I'm going to have to get in one of those boxing things where I'm going to have to knock somebody out. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, oh, I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. just because of that. Like, I'm going to have to. To walk like, out. Who are you going to knock out, though? I would, it, it depends on who you knock out. I don't, I'm heavy, so it's probably going to have to be some... I, this is later in life. Yeah. This will have to be uh, like three, four years from now. But that's going to never... I was thinking about that in Hawaii. I'm like, what happens if like I go hang out and we like have a thing and we walk into a room and it's like, okay, the guy who would fight the aliens if we had to. Mm-hmm. Another guy potentially makes on team. Hardest head in the history. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I walk in there in a tank top on. It's like, oh my God, I'm the softest dude in the... <laughs> I'm like, you, you two might be some of the toughest humans to like ever exist. And it's like, what are you, well, I kick balls for, you know? So at some point I assume probably has some, you know, maybe a beer, what? maybe a little tarimana, what? a little vodka. What? No, but at some point I assume there's going to be a conversation, you know, and it's going to be like, uh, all right, I'll fuck it. I'll go do one of those boxing things. Yeah. That's going to be years from now, though. That's a lot of work in my face. I don't like getting punched in the actual face, but I do believe I got lightning in both hands. Yeah, three or four years from now, too, Axel will be like 6'4", 250. Sure. No, he's training with me. I'm not fighting Axel. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, not fighting, partner. I'm not fighting any Lesnar or any Hawk. Okay, fair. Okay, that, that is, that's just a rule that I am making Smart. now. Mm-hmm. That is a, But three or four years from now, I will uh, we'll probably be in some... You should fight uh, maybe Nick Cage. We talked about him on the show yesterday. All right, if Nick Cage wanted to fight, I would fight him more. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I wouldn't want to break the Con Air's face. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be something I would want to do. And I want to get punched in the actual face by Nick Cage. But I will say the people that have, you know, kind of my our our world, yeah. our universe has kind of grown into have been spectacular people. I've believe it or not, I've never talked to this man. Never met this man. Lot of mutual friends though. Oh yeah, you uh, bet. As soon as I got yeah. that tweet from him the one day, I was like, man, this is a fucking big deal. This is the biggest star on earth tweet me. Then he follows it up like, hey, it's going to be a good one. Look forward to coming on the show. Yeah. Like, hey, thank you, Dwayne. Yeah. I, I, you, Dwayne. I can't wait to meet this guy, AJ. I can't wait to have a full conversation. I think he's going to be sitting right there. Now, yeah. granted, we got to get another headset. Yeah. What? Another microphone. What? Because another WWE champion that came through here. True. Demolished it all. I can't wait for this, though. This is a pretty cool little... Yeah, look at that. It's a, <laughs> graveyard. It is a graveyard up there. Headset's still hanging in the rafters. When we move to the igloo, we will take the rafters mm-hmm. from here, move it to the igloo and hang it up there so the headset to do will it. always be in the rafters or whatever. But this is awesome, AJ. It's a ridiculous life right now. It is a very dumb life that this guy even knows we exist, dude. I, I think, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's awesome. Now, do you think, like, does he have any reason to be in Indy over the next three to six hmm. months, do you think, when he could come in? Was well, he trying for a combine? Maybe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. He, should go do, he should do, he should, like, start the combine. They should do a similar thing where he oh, actually, gets everybody going. I'd actually just love to see his combine stats. Yeah. See how many reps he can do, you yeah. know? Run it. Oh, gosh. 225, he is, 225, he is crushing. I, you know, as you get older, you get slower. What's he do? 48 reps, you think, of 225? I'm not sure. What's normal? What do you do? do you, you had that torn no. tit. I got like, yeah, I was never a big, I got like 25. But I'm saying, I bet Rock is for sure 40 plus. Are you embarrassed by that number or you feel okay saying that number in public with your media friends? I'm fine friends? with that. What, I'm Bob, okay with it. what General Bob get? Um, Bob has long arms. Bob was similar to me, I think. You guys ever talk about that now? Like later in no, life? No, you know, you know, once I, no, no. 
It doesn't matter. 225 doesn't matter at all. Oh, so now not what The Rock is able to do 48 times doesn't matter. Bob was 20. No, that's, all, that's amazing. That's awesome. Bob was 20. Bob hit 20, so that was I'm big saying, for you. Oh, did he? Good. Yeah, when it comes to... <laughs> this guy. So you were getting 21. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. what C, Carpenter, comes before H. Yeah. So the C, for sure. Were you guys the same class? Yeah. Same yeah. class. C becomes before H. So he, at his pro day... He sent the general do his 225. Oh, no. Bob did not do his 225 at Pro Day, I don't think. Oh, it was that... strictly at the combine, I believe. Nonetheless, okay. in Indianapolis, C comes before H. Yep. AJ saw General Bob do his, saw 20. Hey, good work, good work. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm dying unless I get 21. <laughs> like, that thing would have taken Wait, what did Bob get? I thought you said Bob did 27. No, he got no. 20. 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got really long arms. Okay, listen. Good. Hey, we agree. <laughs> Where hey, are you? We're on your side. We're on General Bob's side. But we're just saying that is something you meatheads do care about or no, not at all. Like him doing 48. He would you think Rock would care about that for sure, right? That'd be something he'd care about. Yeah. Oh, it's it's cool to do, but I'm saying I'm always saying it doesn't matter when it comes to like translating to a football field. Oh, I got you. Yeah, we don't want him running though. I'd rather no. have seen no, Rock yeah. running whenever he was back, literally sprinting to the ring in dress shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then slot gliding across the ground, hopping into the ring and do it. That's when as you get older you get slower. Owen might seem like yeah. his vert too though. Oh, because he still got it. Yeah. Three, three oh, for sure. He's drop step dunking all day long. I think so. If he's on a basketball court. Yeah, and he is wide he, load. Yeah. I mean, underneath. Body. I'm not catching it. One of those elbows may give me my first concussion. Well, that's people's I'm not elbow. doing that. <laughs> yeah. you, you wouldn't be the only one to get taken out by that elbow, pal. I just want to <laughs> let you know that. All right, let's bounce around some of the uh, NFL stuff happening. Top decision makers for the Colts believe Wentz is not the guy per Zach Kiefer. Zach Kiefer used to be at the Indy Star here in Indianapolis. Now he's at the Athletic. His sources, top decision makers, what we're being told, are out on Carson Wentz. Uh, the decision is not going to be made solely on football that's my understanding it's not just based on how Wentz played on the field the top decision makers are convinced he's not the guy and they aren't willing to run it back and just hope for better all right mm. shout out to the around the nfl podcast and zach kiefer zach kiefer good dude i am a fan of zach kiefer he's a great writer his top he's been around for a while too he's been around indy for a long time top decision makers were being uh jim ursay carly ursay kaylin ursay i don't know uh, what I wonder what that means, but all I do know is this follows up on the report like a week ago that they are done with Carson. Now the waiting game for which quarterbacks are going to be available, what's the next step, and where does Carl go? I think people are going to want Carl in this super quarterback needy market that the NFL currently is. I think I saw something. I saw a headline where it said if Carson Wentz is not an indie, he'll go to a great team. Is that because a team with a solidified starter will want to bring him in to be an awesome backup if he's needed to if he needs to go into the lineup? No, I think people are talking about him going to Pittsburgh, maybe. I saw a couple of reports of yeah. that. I think a lot of people because right now it feels like a lot of teams feel like they have a good team. They don't have a quarterback. And I might be misreading yeah. a lot of situations, but I feel like that's how that's a lot what the Colts of, thought too, though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he didn't work out. I mean, COVID. Yeah, everything. I mean, he broke his foot in training yeah, camp. I mean, it is true. And his great plays, by the way. Great. Unbelievable. Great. It's just the me personally, as somebody who has a show named after him, speaking into a microphone on a daily basis, mm -hmm. who happens to watch every single Colt uh, game, not only because it's the only one available sometimes on one yeah, channel. Most of the time. Most yeah. of the time. But also because I'm a fan. 
everybody in that building I'm a fan of, I would like to see them have success. It is impossible to watch Carson Wentz play and not shit your pants. It is impossible. Even in games in which you win by 30. We're beating the Jets there. Thought it was potentially, uh, oh, ah, he mm-hmm. might get a career ender here on, on every single play. We were there. It's He is just a role. And you, if you have a good team and you need a quarterback, you can see how Carson Wentz, who whenever you see his highlights, which are – He's a fucking hell of a player whenever mm-hmm. he's playing great. It's just that every play feels like needs to be a little bit more sturdy for us because we got to go run game and we got a great offensive line, so maybe it's not a great fit for us. That's probably what a lot of teams who have to make these decisions are going to sell themselves if they end up with none of the other quarterbacks that they potentially want. Don't you think that is? Yeah, I do, but going back to that tweet, um, that what does that mean when it says it's not solely based on football? I thought everything yeah, outside of football, Carson's great, right? No, but – um, that's interesting. That is interesting. Because they'd be talking like, yeah, you, you would take that and say, like, oh, this must be meeting and life and everything like that. Well, yeah. Contract, right? I mean, that's got to have Leadership or whatever. What are they trying to say here? Yeah, well, I think it's just that he's not he's willing to die on every play. <laughs> like, I think that's, that's, a good, that's a good thing, though. That's a good trait to have. Yeah, at linebacker, great position to have that particular <laughs> yeah. trait. Safety, okay. box okay. safety. Okay, I see. Box safety, it's a great <laughs> trait. Guard. Yeah. Guard, I think. Uh, tackle, not a good position. No. Center, guard. Yeah. I think that's good. D-line mm-hmm. uh, in the middle, that's a good yeah, for thought sure. to have. Water boy. Any of those other – punter, you know, hey, yeah. you want to talk? You have to have you it. You got to have it. It's the best dangerous play in football. Yeah. PP, Obviously, the punter. PP's trying to do it. Gunners, yep. wedge busters, these are all great positions to have that. I don't know if that franchise quarterback gets the right mentality to have. I might be wrong. Carson might prove us wrong. But, I mean, he's gotten a lot of significant injuries, and he has not changed or thought about changing. No. At all. And it's he sprained both his ankles in one play, dude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, can't have it. Do you understand that? <laughs> both of his ankles. Can we have a clip of the play when it happened? We I have a picture. A screenshot, yeah. We have a picture. It's Aaron Donald clearly sacking him. Clear, Like, hey, you are dead. We're in the red zone, too, I think, at this oh, point. Yeah. I think we're in the red zone. We end up losing to the Rams. We're in the red zone. And he just let, by the way, love the mentality, okay? If I'm playing pickup basketball with Carson, I want him on my team. Oh, yeah. I'm playing pickup football. I want him on my team. For To pay him $30 million and to be the quarterback, the, the face of the franchise and the program, and have to live through now 17 games instead of 16, every single quarter with him, I just don't know if the decision makers in Indy are up for it again. Like, I don't know if they're up for another year. Ah! Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> That, so that's your reaction when, when you're watching the games. You like, I assume that's how you feel. Imagine what it's like being Jim Ursay oh, or Frank Reich, oh. head coach, when you're on the sidelines watching it in real time. Man, that would be tough. Man, he's got thirty million dollars. I mean, we just had this with Andrew Luck. I'm not doing this shit again. I can't. I can't. Jim Ursay has to be thinking. I'm not. Now we don't have top decision makers. Jim Ursay via Zach Kiefer's uh, quote. There, we have no idea. We do know that Jim is involved right yeah in the entire process so we can assume that's going yeah here it is yeah here it is yeah look at this in the red zone dude nope dead nope not dead yet let me go ahead and plant and get one more pass off here as he plants aaron donald's body (laughs) he complete that ball no 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 i mean i think he's lucky looking at that he's lucky it was just both of his ankles that could have been another acl i 10-4 Good buddy, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That that's why, like, and then he goes back out there. Yeah, he tries to go out there next series. Hey, 
What's he look like when he got jogs back yes, out of the field? Yes, he tried to go back out there the next series, dude. It was like, bro, I respect how tough you are. No play left behind. I got nothing but love for that. But also, goddamn, this is the men's league, pal. There's a lot of money on the line. Look at his eyes. Oh, yeah. I can make the play. I love it. <laughs> I fuck, yes, you can, dude. Yes, you can. But also... There's another down. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's another down coming. Yeah, yeah. There's another down coming. Another there's a, series, too. Oh, another game. This yeah. is early. You gotta, no, you got to play every third like game. Like yeah. You know that. I get it. I understand that, like, play to the whistle, every play. I, I understand all these things, in theory, are fantastic. I'm just letting you know, one year watching Carson Wentz as my team's quarterback was enough. It's enough for me. And I, I don't know if I'm the only – it feels like I'm not the only one that's thinking that. I love Carson Another place will be great for him. I can't wait to see his highlights whenever he goes somewhere. Yeah, you know. But I feel like these Eagles fans out. He'd be great for Pittsburgh. He'd be yeah, great, great for Pittsburgh. That's that a Philadelphia great thing, hunting up there. Yeah. Yeah. Great hunting up there. Tim McAfee would take him right up to Tampa. Send him to Tampa. Let him get a tan. Tampa. Oh, the Commanders. Carson ain't gonna. T- well, Tampa. 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 They could use him. Car- Tampa's Bruce, got good. I, I think Tampa. Love. Hey, Central Florida's got good uh, boar hunting. Right in the big yeah. time. Yeah. Bruce loves a quarterback's name, Carson. Mm -hmm. Loves him. Carson Palmer's there a long time. Rejuvenated. In joining us, live from New York, a man who we were initially introduced to as electricity via the Pardon My Take podcast, a man who's a grinder, an insider, works for CBS, knows more about college basketball than you do. Just signed a deal with FanDuel to be a content creator. We'll sleep in May. This is FanDuel, ladies and gentlemen, John Rothstein. Pat, right now I feel like Shawn Michaels at the culmination of WrestleMania 12. The boyhood dream has come true. Well, listen, I want to let you know it is our dream to have you on here. It was probably our fault while you were muted earlier. It sounded like you came in with some real fire. We will not ask you to duplicate that because we know some will come in the few minutes here we have. Hey, John, great to see you. Congrats on the fan deal. Appreciate it, pals. Great to join you guys and the FanDuel family. And remember, this is only February. So as you mentioned, we're taking things to another level. And we are just 16 days away from Selection Sunday. Not that anybody's counting. Okay, so let's talk about that. 16 days. What teams are we going to see? Who matters? Who doesn't? Are all the old school? Gonzaga, uh-huh. all the other school. Baylor, I think, yeah. is in there. Who are, I don't, Nova. The normal schools. Are they still the powerhouses here? Do we have some new ones? What should we be looking at right now? Talk to me as if I know nothing about college basketball. Because I don't, but people that are... People that are watching, potentially, John. Well, Pat, I'll tell you this. You obviously followed last year, and last year there were two teams that were clearly better than the rest in Baylor and Gonzaga. This year, it's the polar opposite. This year, parity has again dominated college basketball. Any number of 8 to 10 teams, maybe even 11 or 12, could win a national championship. Even more than that could get to a Final Four. But I also think that we need to look at a bigger situation right now. Two potent offensive teams have separated themselves in college basketball. One is Gonzaga, who's been an incumbent at the top of the bracket, and the other is Arizona, which is coached by Tommy Lloyd, the former top assistant at Gonzaga. These two offenses feel like they're on a collision course, and if we get a Gonzaga-Arizona matchup in the Final Four or the National Championship game, Both will be number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. It will be 
college basketball's version of Reigns versus Lesnar. Wow! Hey, what does what does Gonzaga do so well that they're able to consistently be so good, especially in this era of like one and done and recruit one guy and win a national championship? Well, Hawk, I'll tell you this much: when Gonzaga went to the Final Four for the first time in 2017, it put the program on a different level, and now all of a sudden. Instead of getting maybe some of the best transfers in college basketball, Gonzaga all of a sudden was able to recruit the best of the best. Last year, they had a dynamic lead guard in Jalen Suggs. This year, they have a unicorn in Chet Porzingis, who is completely, uh, excuse me, Chet Holmgren, who is completely unlike anybody that we've seen in college basketball. Initially, when he was in high school and I watched him, people compared him to Christoph Porzingis. But he's much different. The motor runs at a different level. He can be a shot blocker on defense and what? a three-point shooter on offense. Wow. Last night against San Francisco, in multiple situations, Gonzaga was in a situation where Holmgren got a defensive rebound, led the break, went to the other rim, and finished. We are seeing a scenario right now where Gonzaga has not one but two All-Americans in its front court with Chet Holmgren, who's in play to be the number one overall pick in the 22 NBA draft, along with Drew Timmy, who was the consensus preseason national player of the year. Drew Timmy's my guy, right? That's the mustache yeah. guy? Mm -hmm. he mustache does guy. Yeah, yeah, okay, I love that guy. I, hey, John, thank you for breaking this down like I'm a doofus because I am. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I just learned a lot. No, no, I'm letting you know. I am, and I appreciate that. I can't wait to see Holmgren play. Oh, I can't boy. wait to see all Holmgren play. He's going Hell coast yeah. to coast. Oh, he's yeah. a beast. Number one pick, he's the NBA guy, lottery guy. Yeah. Get through March yeah. Madness, let's make some things dance. We have a guy in here that pays very close attention to college basketball strictly because he bets on it every single day. He might have a problem. Okay. This is what he looks like, by the way. This is the man. <laughs> Bang, John. Okay. That's Gumpy right there. These are his though. top 16, John. How do you feel about this? Is this how we should be viewing it? I guess Purdue at 11 has a lot of people pissed off. Is this about accurate, or are these the teams you see making it to the Sweet 16? Yeah, I think that's a good 16 by Gumpy right there. Gumpy kind of reminds me of one of the guys who was like in the extras on the trail in like the Lost World Jurassic Park series. He looks like he could hang out in like Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah. Take that as a compliment. Yeah, Like Gumpy's looking to take down some raptors. And by the way, just for, for reference too, really looking forward to Jurassic World Dominion hitting theaters in June. Pat, you know, if it's a time on we've got an opportunity to like, you know, Get a Saturday afternoon with Jurassic World Dominion. But anyway, getting back on track right here, I think this is a really good list by Gumpy. And I think, you know, one thing we need to keep in mind as well is that momentum plays a big role in college basketball. And I'll give you a perfect example. 11 years ago, UConn finished 9-9 nine and nine in the Big East regular season. They went to the Big East tournament. Kemba Walker happened. They win five games in a row. Then they go to the NCAA tournament, and they win six games in a row. The rest is history. And then just last year, UCLA was a team that lost its five-star point guard, Dacian Nix, to the G League. It lost its best returning player, Chris Smith, to a torn ACL. And also, its starting center, Jalen Hill, pretty much quit the team in February. The Bruins lost four straight games heading into the NCAA tournament, and then they went from the first four to the final four. So in the next 16 days, we are going to see momentum at a real level play a factor in all of this. But remember, Pat, this is only February. You see... Uh 
by the way, February is nothing compared to the next month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, March Madness is coming on the oh. other side. UCLA had that kid with that fro, right? Yeah. yeah. Had that angel. Juzang. Yeah, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Is he still I'm on the Tiger school? Campbell. Huh? Tiger Campbell's the guy with the fro. Is he still on the team? He's still on the team, yeah. He was their point guard, Tiger Campbell. UCLA is a team, Pat, that's had incredible bad luck with injuries this year. Cody Riley, their top you know, interior player from a year ago, had 14-10-5 in the final four against Gonzaga. He was out for the first month of the year. Then they went on a month-long COVID pause. Jaime Jaquez, who looked like a potential All-American, has battled an ankle injury for probably a month right now. So UCLA right now needs to get healthy, a shell of itself. They lost at Oregon last night. Well, they might be able to do what they did last year. Who knows? That's why college basketball is so crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And when you talk about momentum, we assume that the momentum of Coach K's final year has led Duke to be great. Gumpy's got him at five there. Has this Coach K thing been everything it was cracked up to be before the season? I haven't followed closely enough. Is he giving speeches at every arena? Is he getting gifts at every arena like Jeter? How is that whole <laughs> thing going? And are they a team that could maybe win in this final year for the guy coach k is pretty much getting treated this season like bret hart did at the end of wrestlemania 10 remember when everybody kind of stormed the ring and put him on their shoulders after he beat yokozuna at the garden it's kind of like a similar type of send-off yeah and and one thing too you know with that's ironic about this duke situation is you know we've grown up with the acc always being one of the great leagues in college basketball. It's not this year. Oh, As of today, with the they're dead, John. The ACC's dead. Uh oh. Right now, Pat, believe believe it or not, right now the ACC has 15 teams. I had four ACC teams cool. in my bracket today: Duke, Notre Dame, Miami, and Wake Forest. North oh, Carolina from the Dame's bubble. BC. So Duke, Duke is not in a situation from now into Selection Sunday where they're going to get the type of quality opponents that they need to boost their standing. Despite a terrific record, Duke right now, to me, looks like they'll be a two or maybe even a three seed in the NCAA tournament because they're not getting the same caliber of competition. However, Duke did beat Gonzaga, did beat Kentucky, and Duke, because of the talent base, has the highest ceiling in college basketball. I'm not saying Duke's the best team, but Duke has the highest ceiling. And think about this. From a recruiting perspective, this Duke team has a starting five. Trevor Keels, Wendell Moore, A.J. Griffin, Halloween Carroll, and Mark Williams that combined was highly recruited and highly rated and higher rated than the Duke team that won a national championship seven years ago in Indianapolis with Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, and Jaleel Okafor. Okay, so they have an opportunity. You're saying, go ahead, AJ. Are you so? Are people thinking that if Duke doesn't make a run, that they're an underachieving team? Oh, like every other Duke squad, the Coach K's coach. Yeah, yeah. they had Zion. You know, they're, they're, and- they're serious. There's serious holes in this Duke team. I think when you look at potential experience, because remember last year's Duke team. Okay, missed the NCAA tournament. There was no NCAA tournament in 2020. So the thing that's missing from Duke right now is NCAA tournament experience. The only guy that's really played substantial minutes in the NCAA tournament for Duke is Marquette transfer Theo John. And he was on the Marquette team, remember, in 2019 that went out in the first round when Murray State upset Marquette. Murray State's job, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Tom Ram. Yeah, I mean, I'm a college basketball guy. Yeah, you know. (laughs) I mean, I get into that whole thing. Just real quick before the boys have their actual questions. Yeah. 
West Virginia just stinks at basketball. I thought we were a good basketball team, and then I checked out the whole record, and we fucking stink. What? what when did that happen? What happened? Yeah, what, what West Virginia is having a season right now that is comparable to the experience that Mick Foley had at King of the Ring 1998 in Hell in a Cell. Oh, Pat, wow. they're, yeah. they're in last place right now, wow. and if they get knocked out in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, you might as well break out the thumbtacks. Oh, oh shit. Oh. the cage, dude. People forget about that. Guys, Connor. Yeah, John, love these, you know, top of the table teams. But who's our Loyola Chicago this year? Okay. Who's the team that's coming out of nowhere and, you know, making some noise? Well, how long do you have? I mean, how long is this spot? I can take you till six o'clock if you really want to get in the It's the off season for the NFL, so fucking yeah. go on. Rip it. Yeah, go on, do what you gotta do. All right, well, let's look at the teams right now outside the main six conferences. The Mountain West Conference has had a resurgence this year without its main brands doing primary damage. UNLV or New Mexico is not right now projected to be in the NCAA tournament out of the Mountain West, but Wyoming, Colorado State, Boise State, and San Diego State are. Colorado State is a potent offensive team led by David Roddy, somebody who looks like an offensive guard but plays like a shifty two guard. Oh, and Wyoming, a big body can move. Yes, and Wyoming has one of the more underrated one-two punches in college basketball with Hunter Maldonado and Grant E.K. That's a really, really good league, an underrated league. Now, in Gonzaga's league, St. Mary's, led by Randy Bennett, has had a major resurgence. They are very quietly a team that's going to host Gonzaga tomorrow night, but has already won in excess of 20 games. They've been ranked in the top 25. And if you look at St. Mary's in your bracket, think to yourself, this is the equivalent of like playing Wisconsin. They're an old team. They don't turn it over. They're outstanding defensively. They're extremely, extremely well coached. Now, Rick Patino has led Iona to oh, yeah. domination Not of the Gales. Mac. I was he talking about uh, uh, restaurant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's back, no. huh? The guy's still he has built. He has built an American Conference roster at Iona. He's got two American Conference transfers in the backcourt, Tyson Jolly and Elijah Joyner, as well as a burgeoning big man in Nellie Jr. Joseph, a sophomore who's averaging a double-double in his last two games. They're a team to watch out of the Mac. We've talked about Murray State. I just hung up with their head coach, Matt McMahon, before I got on with you guys. And the most interesting thing about Murray State this season, Murray State has two starters, Kevin Brown and K.J. Williams, from the team that beat Marquette in 2019 that we just talked about. They combined for 35 and 10 rebounds in that game alongside John Morant. So there is NCAA tournament experience on Murray State's roster. And beyond that, there are still other teams that I would put in bold print. I think one of the more interesting conference tournaments that we're going to have, only one team can go, is the Mid-American Conference Tournament. That's in your neck of the woods, Pat. Man. Toledo is a team that is potent offensively. Led by That's the Rockets, dude. No, I hear you. Now, Ohio <laughs> is the team. And by the way, Elton John is on his last story. It was at MSG this week. I couldn't go, though, because obviously Tuesday night was a big night in college hoops. But anyway, oh, we're going to look at Ohio. Shit. That's hey. why this guy's on the show. That's right. Yeah. That's why this guy oh. is a FanDuel content creator all of a sudden. Because this dude could have seen Elton John on his last tour again. Yeah, again. Again. Yeah, we'll see. And Elton. instead, it's big time basketball. It's February. We're close. We're getting close. Thank you for that. Right, this is only February. Now, in the 
in the Mid-American, too. Ohio, a team last year that beat Virginia, is a team that has replaced their star point guard, Jason Preston, with another point guard, Mark Sears, who's been absolutely sensational. He forms a nice troika along with Ben Vanderplas and Xavier transfer, Jason Carter. And also, Kent State has had a resurgence thanks to Sincere Carey, a transfer from Duquesne who had 42 earlier this week. So only one team is going to go from that league, but the Mid-American Conference representative in the NCAA tournament should be formidable. Hey, listen, Duquesne, Duquesne's a promidable school. They yeah. fucking stink this year. They're about as bad no. as West Virginia's. No. Oh, Get the thumbtacks out, dude. You guys lost the guys putting up 40 points that's, against that's, me. That's an issue. We don't got anybody. I got some news for you guys on Duquesne if you want it. Sure. Absolutely. We'll be the Duquesne news yeah. breaking. I, yeah. Go Dukes. I, I just tweeted this a little over an hour ago. Their AD, Dave Harper, has told me that Keith Dambrot, their head coach, will return next season. Thank oh, God. So Great day to be a Duke. Yeah. Get another opportunity. And again, Pat, I don't think people understand how difficult this job is. You know, I have different <laughs> taglines for different schools in college basketball. For me, Keith Tambrot is mission impossible because Duquesne hasn't been to the NCAA tournament since 77. They got there in 77, a losing record, because they won their conference tournament and got the automatic qualifier. That, my friends, is the epitome Football of Football school. You guys Football. stink. Football school. You dude. guys Tony. stink. You guys Listen, stink. AJ Palumbo Center will be rocking, though. Bad I can promise you that. Palumbo. <laughs> Uh, Gumpy, your question for John Rothstein, sir. Yeah, John, I'm really high on Illinois, have been all year. They're plus 4,500 to win the Natty right now. Why can't they put it together on a consistent basis, my friend? It's a chemistry experiment, Gumpy, and coming into the season, many people, including myself, felt that one of the best guards in the country would have been Andre Corbello, Illinois' talented sophomore. Andre Corbello has had lingering concussion issues all season long, and the rhythm and the chemistry of this team has been like, you know, alternate part side parking in New York City. It's every third day. And what we're finding is Illinois, and I spoke to a Big Ten head coach about this this week, is a harder team to guard when Andre Corbello is not on the floor because what Brad Underwood has done is he's got obviously a staple in the middle in Kofi Coburn, a first-team All-American, a national player of the Cockburn. year candidate. Cockburn still playing? Yeah, Cockburn. Oh, oh, yeah. He is a yeah. big boy. Yeah. But he surrounded them with great shooters, Jacob Granderson, Demonte Williams, Alfonso Plummer, and Trent Frazier. So when you add Corbello to that mix, it affects their spacing a little bit. The rhythm and the chemistry for Illinois, as it's been for many teams this year, has been a work in progress. Go ahead, Tom. John, I am an Iowa alum, big-time fan, even though they uh, – I mean, we kind of know what's going to happen with them this year. Is, is anyone in the Big Ten going to kind of, like, separate themselves outside of Illinois? Like, can Iowa make any noise? Are they going to make tournament, squeak by in the first round and get their asses beat by someone good in the second round? Well, Iowa's an NCAA tournament team, which to me is a tremendous accomplishment considering that it lost Luca Garza hey, and Joe. Hey, congrats. Yeah. Hey, Keegan Keegan Murray's pretty damn good. Hey, those dudes run like John Deere out there. That's right. That's That's right. But but I will say this, you know, I think really what Keegan Murray is doing right now for Iowa as a sophomore is grossly, grossly underappreciated. I mean, you know, here's a guy who if he played, and I mean this with all due respect to Iowa's program, if Keegan Murray played for a blue blood program at Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana, 
he would universally be viewed as a first-team All-American and a National Player of the Year candidate. Horseshit, John. Iowa Sticks. Iowa Sticks. You hear about Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. You hear about Oscar Shibway, Kofi Coburn, Oshai Baji from Kansas. You don't hear Keegan Murray resonating as much as he should be. This guy is not taking a nibble. He's taking a gargantuan bite as a sophomore. How, how come? Is that because uh, – you guys in New York don't want to talk about the Iowa uh, team? Is that what's about? Uh, no, I, I've been talking about Iowa, Pat. I'm telling you, I was buying stock now in Keegan Murray. I called my uh, my uh, financial advisor and I said, "Blue Horseshoe loves Hanukkah steel like Charlie Sheen in Wall Street." Circa 1970. <laughs> oh yeah! All right, thank you. All right, we appreciate you doing that over there in the big city for Iowa. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It's very nice <laughs> of you to do that. What was the Italian restaurant you referenced in your FanDuel video? Oh, that was uh, Campagnola on 74th and First. A New York City staple, unbelievable tri pasta appetizer. Pat, oh, you and your guys on. want to come in? I'll call Frankie. I'll set it up, no problem. <laughs> set it up. Yeah, it sounds like something set you should up. set up. Set up. Set you want me to call Frankie? No, you know Frankie pretty good. Yeah, I know Frankie pretty well. But if you want to, you know, flex the muscle, you want to do it. Let's go ahead. Nah, just the pinky ring. Just the pinky <laughs> ring and the twenty-three and me, and now say, hey. Normally, I'm eating the Frazzolini's. Mm, uh-huh. But if we can come by the Frankie's <laughs> Agassa, we'll have some good food. Uh, the right. Gabagool mm-hmm. is so good. It's a New Yorker thing to beat. It's the Italian pizza. <laughs> I can do that if you want me to, no, John, but I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude, come on. I don't, don't want to ruin it. Hey, John, quick, my last question, John. Who's going to win the NIT this year? <laughs> I think, you know, really, you know, you got to look at Herb Sendek's team at Santa Clara. They had Joseph Franke, <laughs> their starting, starting center, out of the lineup, you know, early in the season with a mononucleosis. A lot of people don't know this about Santa Clara. They beat TCU and Stanford early in the year. They've got a burgeoning star that not a lot of people know about in Jalen Williams. And they are on track right now to be the three seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament ahead of San Francisco and BYU, who are projected to be in the field or very, very close. So I think Santa Clara is an NIT team yeah. out of the West Coast Conference. John, how long have you just said, you know what, everything college basketball, I won't fucking know? Like, how long is that? I, you just dropped an NIT champion. I mean, that is... Yeah, no, it started on March 30th, 1991. <laughs> UNLV was on a 45-game winning streak. They were 34-0 going into the 1991 Final Four in Indianapolis. 79-77 was the final score. Duke beat UNLV that night. UNLV was undefeated. Christian Leitner makes two free throws with 12 seconds left. And if you remember, those two teams played in the title game the year before in Denver. UNLV beat Duke 103-73. That was the first moment I really remember falling in love with college basketball. And, Pat, you know, we were talking a little bit about uh, my father earlier via text. My parents have been married right now for an extremely extremely long time they'll be they'll celebrate their 47th wedding anniversary in may that was that was one time i remember my mom made plans and my dad was like yeah i'm not going i gotta watch duke unlv i knew it was a really really big deal i didn't know how big it was until i saw leitner make those two free throws and you have to remember that was the first national championship for Mike Krzyzewski. He went in 86. He lost to Louisville 72-69 in the title game. Loser. He went in 87. He went in 88. He lost and Kansas won a national championship. Loser. He went in 89. He lost to Seton Hall in Seattle and he oh. went in 90 and he lost to UNLV in the title game. In Jim 91 Kelly. he broke through. He ended UNLV's 45 game winning streak. Since then some people have hobbies. I watch college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. We appreciate that a lot. I mean if Shevsky, Krzyzewski, Coach K, 
does that run there of losing the natty five years, five times, he's getting killed right now. Oh, oh, oh baby. Uh, I did not know that. You said, if you remember, I did not. I did not remember any of that. I wish I did, but I do not remember any of that. I didn't know Coach Krzyzewski could have like five more titles on his. Oh, no yeah, big time. He, se- early on. 72-69, he could be a guy. What, so as an insider, you're just texting with everybody all day, every day. You you know what's going on. Does that help feed your uh, punditry, or how does it work in, in that particular? Are you just knower of all things? Is that kind of how you're viewed? No, I just try to always be, you know, going to practices in the preseason, always making sure, you know, you're getting insight from coaches and so on and so forth, but at the same time forming your own opinions. But I think obviously having the insight and the working knowledge on a day-in, day-out basis, you know, I've kind of made up my mind right now that this is what I do 365 days a year, seven days a week, and twice on Sunday. Well, we appreciate that. A couple more questions here. We appreciate your time. Uh, Zito just dropped in my ear, and, you know, it's a pretty good question because I think there's like millions and millions of dollars on the line for this, maybe even a billion at this point. I'm not 100% sure. The perfect bracket. Mm. What are your thoughts? Do you fill out numerous brackets? Are you in all these bracketologies? Will you be the first person with the perfect bracket who gets like a billion dollars, or will that never happen? No, the worst thing you can do when you fill out a bracket is have really good working knowledge of college basketball because the more you know, the worse you're going to do because you're going to analyze certain things. You can be like, well, Vermont's a 16th seed and Ryan Davis has been incredible in the America East. Maybe they could shock somebody. And this is how much I want to tell you about how all of this is really just by a whim. When UMBC beat Virginia in 2018 and was the first 16 seed to beat a one in NCAA tournament history. UMBC was not expected to win the America East that year. Vermont was the heavy favorite. They were in a possession game in Burlington on their home floor. And Jarris Lyles, a VCU transfer for UMBC, pulled up, made a three-point shot, and the rest is history. Nobody thought that UMBC was going to win the America East that year, let alone be a 16 seed that beat a one. But Pat, you got to remember, it's not anarchy; it's just college basketball. Oh, <laughs> uh, John, uh, let's be honest. You know who's going to win the entire yeah, thing, so why don't you just tell us right now who should we bet on and why are they going to win? With all Look, that I'm not going to say anything until I see a bracket, but I will say this: this year's tournament will be harder to predict than most because the level of separation between teams is extreme. John, who's going to win? John, who the hell? Who's good values? Arizona? I forget yeah. that's who you said. Gonzaga and Arizona have been the two most impressive teams that I've seen so far, followed by Auburn. But Auburn's guard play to me is a concern. And I think that John Calipari's team at Kentucky, who has won back-to-back SEC games oh. against Alabama and LSU without its starting backcourt of Ty Ty Washington – and Xavier Wheeler has been absolutely sensational in 2022. I don't know if there's another team in the country that could have beaten Alabama and LSU back-to-back without a starting backward. I'll say this, okay? If there was a bracket today and I had to fill it out, I don't know who the fourth team would be, but I know that regardless of where they were placed, I would pick Gonzaga, Arizona, and Kentucky to be in the final four in New Orleans. We appreciate that. We're also appreciative of your time. We're thankful that FanDuel signed you because you're the man. Can't wait to chat with you more. Excited to see how many hours you sleep over the next few weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, John Rostey. Hour three on the other side. Cheers. No, you're good. What's up, John? 
we just have- say we sleep in, we don't sleep we sleep in May. Well, oh yeah, guys, I kind of fucking ruined your whole tagline there with I can't wait to see how many hours. You- That's on me. We're still live on YouTube. Uh, we're not on Sirius anymore. We had a heart out there, which, by the way, I mean, yeah, yeah. bang, on the screws, right on the no- right, right on the no- yeah, bang, McGuire. Uh, what is like a day-to-day... Okay, yeah, Foxy, go ahead. John, can we expect any other coaches to get smacked in the moth this season or what? <laughs> uh, I don't think after what happened last Sunday, no. I think that kind of set the precedent. <sighs> What's that all about? Has that ever happened before? No, I don't think I've ever seen a coach hit another coach, man. That was pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we appreciate you, man. Don't sleep, obviously. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Pat, great chat with you, man. Thank you. Hey, you too. You're the man, John Rossi. Thank you. Jay, great to have you here, man. Always awesome to get to chat with you on day, especially when you have a fresh new haircut from uh, Stud Clips. Hell yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Sport Clips, you're right. Hey, Sport Clips, give me that Sport Clips special. Do you want us to fade it? Sure. Do the Sports Clip fade. We know what it is. (laughs) Right to the top. Let's get that thing back. You look magnificent, AJ Hawk. Yep, thank you. I feel magnificent after listening to old Rothstein really educate me on what I should do in my bracket coming up, both NCAA and NIT, so I feel like I'm ahead of the curve. Well, thank you for asking him about a future NIT champion, and I do appreciate him giving us a Santa Clara or something. Oh, yeah, Santa Clara. Santa Clara is Herb Sendex, boys. Yeah, BYU below them in the conference tournament, but... Could be in the... Could be in the NCAA. NCAA, Yeah, so they got a couple players that are unbelievable, obviously, but yeah, John Rothstein was amazing. It was great chatting with him. It was really cool chatting with him. We don't know if it was our fault or his that it came in muted but i enjoy him immensely and hopefully we'll get the chance to chat with him the next couple of weeks he doesn't sleep no yeah. 24 7 365 twice on twice sunday on what does he do for cbs is he like when is he on tv with cbs i think he does that i think they just right yeah now. yeah he'll be part of their i mean when the tournament's on it's on like 10 different channels he's doing coverage on one of them once again does he do color commentary like, no he no he's studio guy pundit yeah. pundit pundit he inside he should, he should do color though he'd be yeah. great or play by play probably that travel though man like we're talking about all these potential color commentators for the nfl and who's doing that and that's I mean, it's not easy. I assume college is small towns, too, like where you fly into. I think for him to do what he – I think he's best suited, right, in the role that he just did there. But I do think he would be a great color commentator. I don't know much about him. He was fantastic. Yeah. He would bring yeah. a bunch of energy to the game. Like That's why Gus Johnson, when he does NCAA basketball, he brings some juice to the game. I know if Rothstein mm-hmm. – I hear him on the mic calling a game, even if I don't see him, like he's going to bring some energy. Okay, so let's talk about Gus Johnson and that whole thing that transpired yesterday. Mm. What happened there's more or two days ago, I yeah, guess. There's more, news. Mm-hmm. there's more news now. So uh, Troy Aikman signs with ESPN to do Monday Night Football for $17.5 million per. Congrats to Troy. Boy. Yeah, congrats, Boy, Troy. Troy. Dropping his beer eight out ev- in Texas. I don't know if it's everywhere, but yep. a baby Troy. Troy's living a really good life right now, as he deserves, by the way. Been around. We are fans of Troy Aikman around here. Understand people don't like him. People don't like a lot of commentators because commentators have to be the soundtrack to your worst memories in sports, right? So that's naturally going to happen. They all hate your team because at some point your team has stunk and they've had to point it out. I think that's just naturally how it goes. But there are some that are a little bit more insufferable than others. I personally feel that Troy has been really relatable in the booth. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't listen the entire time I was in the league. And as a kid, I don't know if I was paying attention close enough to all the commentators. This is just strictly post-retirement who I, 
Anyways, I like Troy. He goes 17 and a half to Monday Night Football. So that he was rumored to be going to Amazon, leaving Fox to go to Amazon. Well, who's going to Amazon then? Rumors now say they did talk to John Lynch, and John Lynch inevitably said he's going back to the Niners. So with all these names, you bring up Gus Johnson. I'm like, yo, put Gus in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put Gus in primetime. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I, I, we will watch Gus in primetime on the NFL, and that's awesome. But you start thinking about the pieces that are going to be in place and who they're hiring and everything like that. And we didn't mention this dude's name yesterday, and I, I thought of it literally immediately upon us getting out of here. You know, Ohio guy, friend of the program, you know, Kirk Herbstreet at ESPN, right? Did a couple Monday Night Football games. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Good. And money. He's been at ESPN for a very long time, long, long time. College Game Day, like, biggest show they got, you know, and everything like that. The college game at night, he's been doing for a long, long time. And I have not talked to Herb Street. I have not talked to Herb Street since all of this has happened. But there's another name that we should maybe throw into the the ring there for NFL commentator, because I felt like he did it. He was like a fish to water going yes. to do the yeah. NFL. He's very calm, very calculated. And, and I know he said that he loves college football. Like, that's what he told because I've been trying to get him in the NFL for a long time, right? I mean, I've been pitching him for Monday Night Football for like, yeah. hey, Kirk, you need to fucking, what are we even doing, mm-hmm. man? Come to the men's league. Come to the men's league. I love college football. I love, he is obsessed and loves college football. Like, was there a chance he was offered $17.5 million to yeah, do Monday yeah. Night Football and he said no, do you think? Uh, I, I doubt he would turn that down. Yeah, no way. Okay, so I wonder, like, that is, because he's within ESPN, and if he was offered $17.5 million, what Troy ended up getting paid to do Monday Night Football, you would assume his love for college football would still be there, but hey, I'm a fan now. You yeah. know, like, and I'm not a Could he do prank. both? Is it possible they could say, hey, We'll give you 20 more mil a year, but you got to do game day and you got to still come do Monday night. Well, he can't now, right? Because Troy's going to be the color commentator. Yeah, yeah. Now mm-hmm. they're looking for the play-by-play. But I'm just saying, that signing of Troy, the ripple effects that's going to have everywhere is fascinating because Tony Romo gets 17, Troy gets 17 and a half. Hey, this is the new norm now. Yeah. So if you're a good color commentator, like, hey, this is a good time to be a good color commentator in what Kirk is. Best of the best. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if college football is going to... Only the like, top crews, though. Only the few top crews get that gigantic money. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Kirk's one of them, right? Uh, yeah, he is 100% one of them. Yeah, but now Amazon's color commentary job is open. And then what uh, Troy's job with Joe is open at Fox. There's reports. Well, and then maybe Joe is out, too, because he's only got one more year mm-hmm. left. Yeah. And what's that there term? was reports today that... Sean Payton might be offered that Fox, Fox color commentator they job. They just don't know. I think Sean Payton will be great, most likely, but they don't know. Correct. He hasn't done it. Michael McCarthy at M. McCarthy Rev. Breaking Sean Payton negotiating with Fox Sports. The former Super Bowl winning New Orleans Saints coach could potentially succeed. Troy Aikman as network's number one game analyst alongside Joe Buck. I assume Joe and Sean have a good relationship. This is why this was broached. But also, Sean just retired. Very, very successful. You remember his retirement press conference was an hour and a half long him just shooting the shit mm-hmm. i think he's a very good speaker i think he knows the game obviously inside and out his resume is filthy he'd be great for that gig but is he is his okay now we got to think is his team potentially floating information that he's negotiating with fox to be the number one because amazon's gig is also right. open out there and if that's the case if we're going to get sean payton in the booth 
excited about it. Yeah, awesome. There's also rumors Tom Brady mm-hmm. is being sought after to be a color analyst, color commentator by Amazon and Fox now trying to figure it out. So we know that John Lynch was brought in for an interview by Amazon to potentially be the color commentator for them Thursday night football. John Lynch ultimately decided he was going to go back and be with the Niners. Then, obviously, Troy's name was attached to it. Al Michael's name was attached to it. Nothing has been officialized. Now Sean Payton's name's uh, leaking out for the Fox gig. Tom's name is leaking out for both. It'd be cool to hear them both, but what if they neither of them want to do it? Yeah. I'm excited to see how these kind of roles get filled. For Sean Payton, if you're one of these networks, because um, he had his press conference, but he, it wasn't exactly like, I'm never coaching again. Like, if the Dallas Cowboys job opens up for a coach in a year or two, are you giving Sean this job as an announcer, your number one announcer for a year, thinking maybe he could leave and go back to coaching in a year? Well, and then also Joe Buck's only on one year too, right? Uh-huh. Hey, we you still be in the game. Mm-hmm. Still something you do this maybe, but no, we don't. They want to make true. a splash higher though, and Sean Payton absolutely would make some mo- make some noise if Fox hired him for Troy's job. Tom Brady would be a yeah. yeah I mean, does Tom have any like? Does he's he making want that to do move. That? Yeah, he's he, making that movie where he is producing and starring in it. Yeah. I think it's eighty for Brady or something. Yeah. Like What's that. it about? Cross country trip. Yeah, four uh, I believe elderly women are going to see the twenty sixteen season Super Bowl, which was in twenty seventeen oh. against the Falcons, and Brady's playing himself. So I assume there's some you know some interaction between the yeah between the two groups. Is it based on a true story? Sounds like it. Uh probably. I mean, I'm sure there were four like elderly women who went cross country to see that. Super was that Bowl. The same rather, s- What's that? I don't know. Wouldn't you rather them do a movie or a docu series on that one uh, allegedly crazy lady that drove cross country in a diaper to go get to her mistress? Okay. What I mean, there's a lot of hell? movies that could be made. I don't she know. What are you like talking about? Weapons in the back, and she put a diaper on and drove cross country because she didn't want to have to stop to go to the bathroom to Sorry. get to the dude she was with, who was married, I believe. Is this Tom Brady? I think she was an astronaut. It's real. Is this Tom <laughs> Brady? No, but when you said the four elderly ladies driving cross country, boom, that that popped in my brain. Well, thank you. Keep that beautiful brain going. Would honestly. be a good movie though. Would be. There's a lot of great stories. That, that sounds like an incredible one, by the way. I'm surprised it hasn't been a documentary already. Why don't you I'll do set that? Set up a meeting somewhere. <laughs> All right, perfect. There you go. They set up a meeting to. Set up a meeting. Bingo. You know what I mean? And then and that, that's all meetings are. Let's talk about what our next meeting is going to be. Yeah, but that next meeting. Hey, we're going to get closer. Sweet. That's the one. We're going to get closer. But um, the synopsis of 80 for Brady is, I have a friend who works in Hollywood. Oh, this is, all right. This is an anonymous source. Mm-hmm. This was sent to the show. Okay. Uh, I think it was Zito. I'm not that 100% sure so who got so. this inside information. But so I have a friend who works in Hollywood and will be the associate director mm-hmm. for 80 for Brady. It's a movie about four ladies who have gone to, their Super, gone to the Super Bowl every year. And their last one is the Super Bowl where the Bucks win. Okay, so 2016 Sweet. would happen, I guess. Yeah, that's just part of the from story. the uh, New York Post or Hollywood Reporter article I read. Was Is that the one where – which one did his uh, jersey get stolen? Uh, that was – Not I, Tampa. No, not Atlanta? Tampa. I thought it was the in Atlanta, but it was the jersey from the Seahawks Super Bowl. Well, that's – so whatever it's from, I wonder if these ladies help. Oh. You know? Like an Ocean's 8 situation. Oh, uh, yeah, 80. Okay. Maybe there's 80 ladies. Oh, my They're all God. fighting for Brady's jersey. With diapers on. With the, Well, that's a different story. <laughs> that, Remember, don't – Are let, they 80 years okay. old? Is that what depends. that 80 is about? could be I-80. It is uh, based on a true story, but we all know it won't be as good as American Underdog. No. Warner well, Star. that goes without being said. What I, I still don't know. I still don't know if it's good or not. What is the deal? It is, you got to watch good. it, dude. No, it's incredible. 
What Drum. is your problem, you guys? It is. Foxy. What is, they are soulful as shit. I can't even take it. I think so, too. They are soulful. So there's, there's no they chance they're telling the truth. The, the, the issue is, I thought the movie was going to... We're not saying the movie's probably going to be bad. That's no. not what we were saying. Well, what we were saying is these two humans, Ty and Nick, are not acting like themselves at all whenever they speak about this exactly. particular movie. That's how good it was. And, it does have a 98 audience score. Big yeah. Yes. Proof is in the pudding, my friends. Proof is in the pudding. Give it an Oscar. It should. All the Oscars. You guys were on vacation. You guys were bored as fuck. Did Foxy like, hey, see it? Let's fucking no. stir something up. We're going to say the Kurt Warner movie. Dude, is they awesome. said they watched it the same night on vacation. Yeah, exactly. They watched it in a Zoom. They watched it in a Zoom. No, Nick, Nick texted me the following day and said, dude, you got to watch the Kurt Warner movie. I said, you know what? I actually did last night, and we—I mean, we—it was almost Excellent like film a, was great. Yeah, a moment in time that just—it's incredible. It really is. is. That did that Nick? Did that give you the inspiration to get engaged after you watched this? No, 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 no. That had already <laughs> happened. I'd actually uh, drank a bottle of champagne that Pat and his lady had sent over, and then another one that came complimentary with the uh, mm-hmm. pool cabana, uh, and then got all boozed up, went up to the room. Watch this movie. Phenomenal. Oh, so movie. you don't know what you watched. This guy's yeah. blacked out Too, drunk. Yeah, we just, come and, on. and you, I we know yeah, you're blacked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah, didn't yeah. watch the movie. Listen, yeah. just, but that's, was, but that's that a normal pretty, state for those two, so it's they did watch the I watched movie every second in their normal state. I loved it, and it yes, I was pretty tuned up while I was watching it. Boom. But it was <laughs> so you fell asleep. It was phenomenal. It was unbelievable. You made it through the entire movie? Yeah. You didn't fall asleep once. Nope. Fall asleep. What room? Uh, Where'd you watch? On the it? edge of the Tyler, bed. What room? That movie. Where were you? <laughs> I don't know what's real. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I, I don't. Ninety-eight percent. Were you in a hotel? I'm gonna watch it. Time? I'm gonna love it. I'm happy it's good. You're good question, AJ. Where did you guys? I was watch at this? a resort, and you know it was only twenty ninety-nine. I said, hey, this is cheaper than going. Only fifteen couple... ninety-nine for me. Unbelievable. See, uh, there's no way you give when you're lying. You give too many details. That's the thing. You give That's extra details true. when you lie. You paid twenty-one bucks for this, and you loved it. Oh yeah. That is not a Ty Schmidt <laughs> yeah. thing at all. That shows you how good it is. Loved every second. If, no. you, get, if you were to get a, a can of chaw and it mm-hmm. didn't have the same amount of tobacco as some other thing, you'd be pissed that you spent six bucks on that or whatever. Without a doubt. You're saying 21 bucks, <laughs> American Underdog, best movie you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, best 20. What after I watched it, I was like, you? shit, that should have been forty nine ninety nine. Boom. Like, I almost I'm, felt bad. You got him. I wanted to find out. No, no, no. I'm serious. It was incredible. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> now he it. wants us to spend 21 bucks. No, we're not. We have stream. to wait months. You know, it. hey, it's fine, because when the Blu-ray comes out, the collector's edition, I will be buying it, and I'll just let it be. I don't believe you for a second. Look out for some stocking stuffers, boys. No way. That'd be awesome. So, Kurt, when he came on the show before we went on air, I said, hey, man, I haven't seen the movie. He said, you haven't seen it. And I said, <laughs> I said, I haven't seen it, but I'm planning on watching it, man. You know, the off season, I'm going to watch it or whatever. He goes, okay, okay. I said, I heard it was good, though. He goes, yeah, yeah. And he shakes my head, he sits down. I was like, oh, this could be a terrible conversation. Like, I probably shouldn't have said that. I should have just, you know, I yeah. watched the movie. It was awesome, but I just couldn't help it because I didn't know if he was going to potentially think about firing some questions at me from the movie. Like, hey, whenever they did the blah, 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 that was actually my wife's idea. And I didn't want to get stuck in a... Oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah, it's not about you. You know, so I just wanted to... It was almost like my guilty conscience was like, hey, I didn't see your movie. Everybody told me to. I was probably supposed to before this interview, too, by the way. I appreciate that, but I did not see it. And at that time, remember, I was pumped to watch it. Yeah. I love good stories. I like good... I love everything about it. Oh. And Kurt has been nice to us, so I was pumped to see Kurt's, it. Kurt's the man. No matter what's going on, whether Ty and Nick are lying or not, mm-hmm. Kurt 
is an awesome individual. Awesome. I know he's awesome. I watched the movie. Marshall Falk said he was incredible. Like, uh, everybody has said he's awesome. He's been good to us every time he's come on this show. So, like, I I will watch this. And I had high hopes for it. But the movie critics, Ty, Nick, probably AJ, everybody, this movie is going to be the fucking worst movie of all time. Then they watched the trailer. They watched the trailer. Did you see that fucking Mickey Mouse trailer? This movie is going to be an embarrassment to the NFL. These were the things that these guys were saying. Now, all of a sudden, we're supposed to believe they get all boozed up at Cabanas. Watch this thing. And they're dead straight face. Blu-ray, buying it, need a, need a limited edition. That's what we're saying. We think these two are completely full of shit is Thank the problem you. that we're dealing with. Listen, I didn't think I could be won over. I did say all those things after I saw the trailer. I, I said, this thing, is gonna, this thing is going to fucking stink. Yep. And I'm an Iowa guy, you know? Warner's an Iowa guy, yeah. okay? There's a lot of ties there. He played at UNI. That's right up the road for me. I watched the movie. I'm like, you know what? This was incredible. I'm. I feel terrible that I ever said anything bad. All right. Well, we'll Kurt's watch a Hall of Fame human being as well. Well, we'll watch okay. okay. you and I. Yes. Look at this. Exactly. AJ, what? What is this? Is this taking? Is this taken from the movie or is this an SNL sketch? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly Thank you, what AJ. we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you security. said the same thing. A loaf of bread. It's a still shot, dude. Why is he holding that thing? Dude, you should see the way he slings the pill. There's no way. I'm dead I know you're full of shit, dude. No, no, no. Not. I can't, I can't wait for the vindication after I know. The vindication I from you guys. No. You no. guys. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to watch. Listen, he looks good. It looks awesome. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to watch it this weekend. Well, unless war's on. War, war will be on. <laughs> I think war will be on. How do you not watch that? Dude, right? Everybody's doing it's that? It's tough, yeah. Everybody's watching that right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, put, put this one up, please. Look at that. Holy shit! Oh my god! I mean, the guy—the guy, the guy does kind of look like him, and he's tall. Throws a pigskin like him too. He's hucking that thing well, around. Look how guy's... Kurt's holding the ball, and look at that other still shot. He clearly uh, didn't learn. You think Kurt thing. wasn't on? Guy's an actor, dude. Guy's an actor. What stadium? Look. That's definitely a stadium in the, from that picture, right? That they were filming. This one here? Yeah. No, no, dude. that right there. That's definitely a full, like, real stadium. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jones don't. It's movies, dude. It's Hollywood. All right. I mean, jeez. Cool stadium. Anyways, let's give away fifty-eight thousand dollars. Hell yeah! All right. What's that? Just me, huh? Why'd you say that? Was oh. just, that was just Connor. I didn't say anything. Nah, I was said, the only oh, one yeah. juiced up. Everyone no, else. You were excited, but AJ yeah. said, all right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Down. No, no, I'm a deal. Right. That's good. That's, that's awesome. What, so the boys, what are they? how many games did they win? Yeah, so they won uh, the final. 58%. I know far, or Gumpy won like uh, 14 and 7 or something. He, he made 21 picks. And I don't know if that was... Uh, strategy that they enjoyed because the percentage you know probably not going to go 100 but less likely to go 10 with we, mm-hmm. if we put a bunch of picks mm-hmm. in there he won 14 and 7 that's a hell of a, a baby go. Go. 22 and 16 was the uh, total okay hey, we're up pretty good, good. Yeah, boys 58 pretty good and i said this earlier aj that was the first time like their record was going to be displayed to everybody and it actually affected people's pockets so we've talked for months and months years at this point now that hey these dudes somehow win all the time imagine we come in and saw a ten thousand dollar giveaway you know because they only got ten percent right like that i don't know if the boys even knew that that was no uh, i started zero and four uh nick and Diggs texted me said i hope your games are going well we're in the bad spot oh so you guys were grinders and at then the end. uh about 11 30 p.m i messaged back i said i got this thing boys i'll take us home yeah, baby. <laughs> that's good team betting over there and it was honestly the first night that i didn't give a shit if we didn't win one game so <laughs> tony. why is that tony tony 
Feel Good Friday. You don't care about the people? Come on. Audience meters. I even tried stacking the deck. I went with heavy favorites, talking minus 300, minus 400 odds. Both those teams end up losing. Oh, wait, wait. Which two teams are those? The fucking Penguins and the fucking Florida Panthers. You know what I'm saying? Penguins lost to the New Jersey Devils. I didn't know that until right now. How about that? Well, the fucking Bruins cost me money, too, because they were supposed to win regulation. They went to overtime with the fucking Kraken. Pens lost 6-1, I think. Was it? Was that last Yeah, a lot of cement in the skates. Refrigerators Ooh, on the oh, back. Geez. The boys were stuck in mud. Dog walked. My God. The <laughs> Penguin season might be over. It's over. Jesus. They were minus 300 to win. Uh, they lose 6-1. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in Pittsburgh? Uh-oh. Didn't show up. Took the night off. <laughs> the worst team in the league. They were worried about more important things, okay? What's that? The ghost. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. Capitals one. What are you talking the about? Ghost of Kiev. Have you heard about this, dude? Oh, yeah. That, is that real? Has it been confirmed? No. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Tony's confirmed it <laughs> 10 different times mm-hmm. because I believe he he wants to. Believe. Oh. And I think this is a great wartime story. Ghost is a dogfighter up there who just... He's looking to have the first undefeated season in the history of war. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, and oh in dogfights. Nope. Six guys. He took down, what, six planes yeah. within the first day? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's not a whole lot of dogfighting going on around the world these days. For that, for him to do that in one day is pretty good. What in the last thirty years, probably? Yeah. I don't know when yeah. dogfighting. What about was. Snake Island? Those thirteen dudes oh, on man. Snake Island too. I'll tell you what, they did go down. And the president said we will go down facing, not our backs or whatever. Snake Island. Hey, go fuck yourselves, dude. Yeah. yeah. All right. They're kind of, they were kind of in a... They were screwed. They were done either. Yeah. Jump. Hey, listen, I don't know much about war, but I've been seeing a lot of it in my pocket and on TV. Mm-hmm. This is wild, man. It's wild. I hope yeah. it ends soon. Obviously, I hope everybody's okay. Let's talk about hashtag PMS Feel Good Friday 2022. Okay. Okay, this is the first week of the 2022 NFL season. It is coming to an end. I have absolutely loved this week. Started with Aaron on Tuesday, coming on talking about the PK cleanse. Yeah. Then we had news break. We had conversations made. And it was a glorious, glorious first four days back after a vacation that was probably too long. But the boys certainly deserved it. Shout out to you guys. Shout Shout out to you, Pat. Wrapping up this week, hashtag PMS Feel Good Friday 2022. What you need to do is go ahead and tweet a picture uh, a screenshot right now. Screenshot right now. Okay. Okay. That's fake, by the way. That title is fake. Yeah, this is real. real. Oh, is it? That's a fake one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fake okay. one. That's a fake one. This thing is three times as heavy as yours. No. You saw oh, how, how hard it was to get on the No, I saw you acting. Mine is. You hear that? Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. Boom. You just said you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, screenshot that. Post it at Cash App. Uh, at your with your cash tag, and then just say something nice to somebody. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Say nice. something nice to somebody and at them. It doesn't have to be any of us. No, it can be somebody. Just say something anybody. nice to somebody. Hashtag PMS Feel Good Friday 2022. That screenshot from moments ago at Cash App. Your cash tag. Say something nice to somebody and feel free to add them. The world is wild. The world is crazy. We are very thankful and lucky for everything in our lives and the fact that we get to do this. The only reason why we can do this 
is because people like you watch and we love you so, so much. $58,000 up for grabs because they hit 58% last night on Hammered Down. Congrats, boys. Well done, winners. boys. We have five $10,000 winners, then $8,000 winners. Enter on Twitter. We appreciate you so much. We have to get to a break. I'll be gone. I'm flying to Hershey. The boys shall take you home. You all are the greatest humans of all time. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to all of the boys. It's been great being back in here yes. with all of you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you to everybody. You're the best. See you on Monday. Actually, tonight, SmackDown, big things popping off. Woo! Hershey, Pennsylvania. See you on Monday. You're the best humans of all time. Cheers. Cheers.